I'm Tyler, aliens, bad guys, sword lady, dennering. I'm Connery. I made a promise on his grave. Hanson. I'm Lily, my man. <laughs> Young. <laughs> and I'm Jacob. I didn't think you were real. I'm real when it's useful. Padilla. <laughs> <laughs> I hope that's not how you think about yourself. <laughs> <laughs> Only real when it's useful. <laughs> oh! Coming back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you were like that last time you were on the show. You were really you're angry right, about You were really off the ch- off the chain. I don't know. It wasn't off the chain. You were extremely he was upset. on the chain, like sad. <laughs> extremely on the chain. What 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 episode was that? Uh, we can be heroes. Oh yeah, we go can back be and listen, listeners. Oh. Please. Well, I don't know if you all noticed, but we have just more than three voices. We have four. Voices. We have almost a Justice League's amount, but almost. Not but you know, this is the franchise league today. Mm-hmm. Yay! Four of us gathered. Uh, you know, we took precautions and safety and such. And Always. maybe this is redundant, so Connor can cut this out if needed. <laughs> but uh, yeah, we just all sat together and watched the Snyder Cut. Yes, Justice League Snyder Cut edition. The four-hour, two-minute, and change film um, that, to me at least, didn't really. It didn't feel like four hours. No, not, not at all. Really surprised by it. It's true. Yeah, it literally took us all day to watch it, but yeah, still, <laughs> but it goes really I think, smooth. I think it went well with the time change because like it's still bright outside, mm-hmm. but it's like yes. what six o'clock. You know what? That's true. Yeah, so I'm yeah. like, oh yeah, it's like what four o'clock right now. It's like no, it's six. So <laughs> yeah, I, this I, I don't know. It's like the year that's affected me the most with the mm-hmm. time change, but maybe just because uh, just quarantine all year basically. Yeah, you know? what, what a what a, what a fun way for us to like us starting this in like the big hefty side of quarantine and now slowly emerging out of it and we're able to have our friends and loved ones here together. <laughs> yeah, it was lovely. We yeah. were planning this for months mm-hmm. and had mm-hmm. a lovely brunch and mimosas. It's <laughs> true. And just yeah, absorbed the uh the Snyder cut and all its <laughs> <laughs> all its glory. We made some my man says. <laughs> my man says. That doesn't work. I'm sorry. It's okay. What? <laughs> your name. Your nickname. My man says. So. <laughs> oh my. Oh my god. I just got with you. It's okay. It's because there was a little spark there. No, it, every time like I tell like a joke, it, it like if it takes a long time for really, I'm like that's it's it's fine. It's like either, I, I don't need to. I don't need to like. I just you should retell. You should retell your joke from earlier. <laughs> Please Already? never retell a joke. All right. Oh my god. <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm, no, wait. Which one? Which one? Aquaman's favorite. Oh, okay. <laughs> do that. I thought it was the other one. This. Oh, I was god. trying to save this for later. <laughs> I don't know what the other joke was. Even. You'll have to wait. <laughs> okay. Three hours into this, I'll tell the joke. Okay. So y'all have to listen. I'll be hours. there. Promise. It's gonna be four hours. It's a promise. I feel like that's a line in the movie at some point. Oh, probably Batman says it at some point again. Yeah. Gotta have faith, Alfred. Gotta have faith. But uh, gotta have faith. <laughs> George Michael comes on. <laughs> I, I, I would, I would be glad if George Michael was part of the Justice League. Yeah, Billy Joel. Um, but anyways, Slash. Um, <laughs> yeah. Tarzan score written by Slash. <laughs> Elton John. Um. I don't know what I'm doing. I'm anymore. just derailing. <laughs> but uh here we are. Yeah. In this room. <laughs> Finally. Now, usually I transition by being like the movie podcast where we cover movie franchises with with uh with friends. Yeah. 
Some yeah, big, some small, some some episodes are some movies are eighty minutes long. Some of them are four hours and two minutes. <laughs> That's true. But yeah. Fun. Very fun. Always. Two trips through traffic. What? What? Or maybe three no. Three oh, trips? oh, for the length of this episode, it'll, yes. it'll be two oh. trips through traffic. Yeah. I get you. <laughs> three drives, four, three. <laughs> like three drives home from Santa Monica. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, <laughs> the exactly. most topical of references for a worldwide audience. Yeah, I love yes. it. It's a trip I've been making a few times, so <laughs> I'll save this podcast for those trips. And by worldwide, I mean <clears throat> Glendale. Woo! <laughs> oh boy, you have an international audience. We do, apparently. Yeah, there's this one guy in Indonesia that keeps listening to our episodes, so thank you. Hi! Thank you. I don't want to say your name. I promise I'm not making this person up, but someone's listening from, from we, there. We can Indonesia. vouch. What? We can vouch. Yeah. You're yeah, not vouch. paying me to say this. <laughs> <laughs> Jacob, stop rubbing the $5 against your face. It's unsettling me. <laughs> Wait, okay, quit fine. rubbing those Snyder bucks against your <laughs> face. Snyder bucks. Uh, this I, I guess I'm just I'm just trying to find a way into this because it's so dense and long. But it, I guess it didn't really feel that dense. And if anything, it felt more complete. But before we get to the movie, we have to talk about our normal segment. What's new? We actually have a theme song now, so that played. <laughs> are you gonna say what is new what now? Is new? <laughs> yeah, are you gonna say it like at the same time? No, no, I'm not gonna say it at the same time. I'm just gonna have that like you're saying what's new, and they go then the, we have the guitar going. So, you know, I think it's fine. You know, you, it should, do, you should put the sound by over when you just did it right now. <laughs> yeah. I, that's going like... to sound terrible. It's like, <laughs> Connery, I'll just have you record a separate audio thing later, and I'll just put it in every time. I'm like, <laughs> so you don't have to say, what's new every time. You can just go, what is new? <laughs> I'm sure Nick will love that. <laughs> yeah, just put it over. He'll be happy. Oh, I'm nervous about that. Why? I don't know. It's not like you record two hour long episodes all the time. What's the difference? <laughs> Good point, I guess. What's new, everybody? <laughs> Connery, we'll start with you. All right. Softball. Softball. Love it. Uh, what is new with me? Um, t- today, I read a comic called Ultra Mega that I really, really enjoyed. And it's like a kaiju fight thing, kind of based on what we're interrupting to place this episode in. <laughs> but Wait for Godzilla vs. Kong next week, everybody. Yep. Ding, ding. <laughs> Because I feel like we'll, that will already be a... <laughs> you both, we both just plugged Godzilla vs. Kong. Kong, and you referenced Batman v Superman. And I did, yeah, ding, ding. <laughs> <laughs> okay, all right. All right what's, what about this comic? What's going on? So, uh, basically, it's a giant, like, kaiju fight. It kind of looks like Ultraman, but it's very much its own thing. It's by uh, written and drawn by James Heron, and it's really, really cool. It's definitely up my avenue. He released this big, like, 60-pager for, like, his opening first issue of it, and I thought it was going to be, like, maybe bi-monthly or something but it's every month and issue two is coming out next month so i'm very excited about that it's kind of like based off like ultraman jet jaguar so that kind of vibe with like people fighting kaiju but there's a big twist in it that i don't want to ruin Ooh, i'll look into that i will say big beowulf vibe oh <laughs> like beowulf the movie or beowulf like... beowulf the movie okay <laughs> is that good <laughs> yes i because I, I, I like that bit beowulf the mocap movie yeah <laughs> lily just made an expressive face <laughs> Just based on based on like the ending where it's like the the father and son. Yeah, I just vibe. I just watched that movie a few months ago and I'm like, oh man, I do really love the story. I mean, really? obvious. I okay. To Sorry, be fair, the way I haven't, you, I haven't seen it for like ten. years. The way you just went. Mm-hmm. I thought you were starting the Wonder Woman song. <laughs> <laughs> That's too much. But anyways, um, I like Jack. 
Jaguar. Um, I think you like him even more than I do, even though because we're going through all the Godzilla like the MonsterVerse stuff, and you're yeah. like, oh, is Jet Jaguar going to be in Godzilla versus Kong? So that'd be fun. We'll find out. I, I do like the idea of just big giant people punching lizards. I think that's fun. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there's. I feel like Jet Jag. Wait, I mean, oh man. Victor's gonna like correct me on this for sure. Somebody wow. is, but uh, no, I'm like I, I need will. to be corrected. But Jet Jaguar, <laughs> he's just one guy, right? Yeah, he's one guy. He just becomes super big. I think. Yeah, he can become really big. Or is and that actually? Just no, I'm just kidding. I, have I no think idea Jet Jaguar is. A, I think Jet Jaguar is a big robot, and oh, Ultraman a is a person ro- that gets really big. Gotcha. Yeah, because in Ultra Mega, it's it's a per- it's three people who can get really big. Yeah, because it's like the Pacific Rim thing too. Yeah, kinda. exactly. But I don't know, like so many of these, so many of these things, like Ultra Inframan or whatever. That's no, I don't know what that too. is. <laughs> yeah, it just gets really convoluted. But but yeah, that's what I did. I watched Justice League um, Apocalypse the other yesterday too, which was really fun. Apocalypse War. Apocalypse War. Thank you for correcting me. But yeah, but I'm pretty sure some of the other of us are going to actually talk about the details of Justice League War. So I'll bump to Lily. What's new? Let's see. I've been watching it. You know, a couple of the Oscar movies. Mm. Um, there's just a couple I haven't seen yet um, that have been nominated. Um, Nomadland maybe could be my favorite. Out of all the nominations, highly, mm. highly recommend. Yeah, I uh, liked it. yeah. Tyler and I also uh, rented Minari mm. um, a week or two ago. Yeah, like a week and a half ago. Uh, yeah, it's like yeah, it was really good. Definitely, mm-hmm. I definitely blubbered. A couple times, a couple times in that one. Mm-hmm. Really, really good. Some of the Oscar movies are on Netflix and Hulu and stuff, but then Minari was like twenty bucks to rent, but. Mm. I think if you're going to, like, that's Complete, been... It's totally worth it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's been a thing that, like, this whole year I've been very, like, res- kind of resistant against. Like, oh, I'll just wait till it goes on sale, mm. for the most part, to, like, $6. Because it's, like, it's always, like, theatrical presentation. And, yeah. it's, like, a lot of the time it's just me. Like, I just live with Lily, and, like, sometimes she doesn't want to watch the movies. So it's, like, I don't really want to spend $20 on... <laughs> just your experience. <laughs> yeah. But we forget how much, you know, we would have absolutely gone to see Minari, like... Yeah, right. In, in theaters and spent, at what, like, at least 15 bucks each. Yeah, yeah, so it's been interesting. Yeah, with like popcorn and stuff, I'm sure too. I mean, not oh, that yeah. it's like really a popcorn movie, but you know, like anytime you go to a movie theater. Yeah. But anyways, yeah, I mean, I'm just saying, like, if you're gonna spend twenty dollars on a movie, probably spend it on something like Minari because mm-hmm. I feel yeah. like, like I didn't even know about Lee Isaac Chung that much before this movie. Like, I didn't even know about him at all, and and he's made like three or four feature films, I think. So I definitely want to go back and check out his other stuff mm. because, cool. yeah, I don't know. It's just it's definitely worth seeing for sure. One other thing that yes. uh, we started watching that um really recommend is Stanley Tucci's Finding Italy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm living for it. It's very good. Huh. I, I'm obsessed. You're beyond. Have you heard of this, Jacob? You're beyond <laughs> living for it. Oh, my God. We have you, Connery? I've probably no, talked to really. you about it. No. Really? Oh you've talked to me about it, but I, I didn't know understand what you were talking about. Yeah, it's a series he did for CNN. They're also doing a second season, I think. So um, it's literally Stanley Tucci taking you through Italy and just... <laughs> All the foods and wines and just culture and all of that really, um, like comparable to, um, um, Anthony Bourdain's, um, parts unknown, like Mm -hmm. kind of thing, but it's all within Italy. And I just, I'm obsessed, especially because, like, my best friends and a former guest on the podcast, Caprice Castano, uh, we had planned for literally like three years to go to Italy together this, this year. Um, for our birthdays, Aww. and for obvious reasons, it's not happening. Mm-hmm. What obvious reasons? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Jay was like, so, I've been living my life. 
Jacob's been in that like <laughs> desert retreat with Jared Leto this whole time. Jesus. <laughs> oh my god! In uh, full Joker uh, makeup. Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! But that sounds utterly delightful. It yes, does. and I have been to Italy one time, but just not for long enough. And so I was the literally the last few years just waiting like for this year to go. And so it was really sad, you know. Yeah. But um, but but that's been an absolute delight, like watching this show. And it, you know, I'll take it. So um, highly recommend that. And then just a couple podcasts I, that I've been listening to lately Shoot. that I want to recommend. Um, one actually Caprice recommended this one to me and I binged it in like two days. Oh damn. It's, I wonder if you guys have heard of it. It's called Radio Rental. No. I feel like you, you would really like it, I Connery. Would? What's it about? It's so, um, Rain Wilson. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Right? yeah. He has a character like on the podcast that oh. he like plays <clears throat> and, Real like stories that like people write in and they like submit like stories, but then they have like the people like it's spooky and paranormal and just oh. unexplainable like incidents that like have happened in people's oh, lives. It's a and, ghost story show. Well, ghosts, but m- more so just strange occurrences. Ooh. Like, which is like I f- love that. Like, it's uh, it's all kinds of things. It's paranormal sometimes and like crime related sometimes. Mm. And just just unexplainable events, and um, they have the people who submitted the stories narrate it, and they add like sound effects and things like that. And oh, like, nice. oh my god, it's amazing! She recommended it to me, and I like I listened to every single episode. <laughs> called Rent Control. What was it called? Uh, Radio Rental. Radio Rental. Radio. Highly Rental. recommend. And Rain Wilson's character, he's like the host of it. He's yeah, fucking yeah. hilarious. Okay, I'll go next. I'll go next. Okay, so we'll alternate. Um, I've been watching like a weird am- amalgamation, a bunch of different, like a cocktail, you could say, of John Claude Van Damme movies, old Disney animated shorts, and uh, <laughs> HBO DC movies, mostly like Justice League and Superman. Just been watching a bunch of those. Um, one of those makes more sense because we were I was preparing for the Snyder Cut in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. So I'll just pick one from each, basically. Um, if you're going to watch any of them on HBO Max, you haven't seen any of them, I highly recommend um, Apocalypse War, Justice yeah. League Dark Apocalypse War. It's really interesting. It's like, an, I mean, there's so much like alternate universe stuff with DC, but yeah. <laughs> it's, an, it's where like Superman plans a strike against like Apocalypse, like D- Darkseid's planet and everything. Yeah, like he avoids his death to, for, to Doomsday and then like decides to attack. <laughs> yeah, to like try to destroy them and just basically like... It doesn't end well. Spoiler alert. So, like, the rest of it is uh, them planning how to go forward with that. But Constantine's in it a lot. There's a little swamp thing. I like it a lot. And (laughs) it's, like, more brutal than I expected. Oh, yeah. Uh, Especially, like, the animated ones. Because, like, comics are like that. But, like, Mm -hmm. seeing an animated film where everything's, like, really violent. Kinetic. Yeah, Yeah, and kinetic and stuff. And um, But that's probably the best one of that. Uh, (laughs) JCVD, I would recommend Hard Target. Of any of the ones I've seen recently, I think it's on Hulu. Um, it's just like John Woo's first American movie, if I'm not mistaken, and mm. JCVD. And uh, I don't know, I'm sure he does the splits JCVD. at some point. JCVD, <laughs> JCVD, own it on JCVD. <laughs> <laughs> Why didn't he have his own format? That is so good. That is so good. JCVD. But shout out to past guest Turn O'Neill. Uh, I gotta have him on again soon. He wants us to cover uh, Kickboxer, but there's All like right. eight of them, uh, and I don't. I like the first one, but you know, okay. we'd be stuck in the Kickboxer universe. <laughs> yeah, because like I months. I also yeah. watched Time Cop and a few others, but I, I preferred Hard Target. Mm. Just saying. 
Just Hard saying. Target. And if you're gonna watch old Disney shorts on Disney Plus, check out A Night for a Day. <laughs> it's like seven minutes long. It's a goofy short. I mean, it's not really goofy. Just everybody looks like Goofy. <laughs> but it's basically just him being like a uh, what's it called? Just basically like a stable boy or like oh. um, a. Uh, what's it called? Uh, Who is him? Squire. What character? Goofy. Goofy. I forget. Oh. A squire. Yeah. Basically, not even a squire, but like a stable boy. Uh huh. Like his name isn't even Goofy in it because everyone looks like Goofy. It's like the Middle Ages of the Goofy universe. Like Gooford. <laughs> it's like it's like Middle Ages Goofy movie basically. Middle right. Ages. Um, and it's just it's it's a lot of fun and the animation is really funny and um, yeah I don't know it's just solid gold. Here I am plugging Disney stuff again, as yeah. Car- Carlin pointed out. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of hard not to. No, it's just like really well animated. And it's fun, and like the whoever narrates like the announcer. And this came out in like the 30s, I believe. And it's like at that point, oh, so it's like, wow. oh, that would have been or 1943, maybe. Um, Was it in color? Yeah, it's in color. 1946. My bad. But even at that point, like the voiceover announcer, like they didn't even have TVs then. So mm-hmm. it's just like, I, if there's, I just never mind. But. <laughs> I'm just it's saying. Basi- I'm just saying. It's basically, good. like, oh, it's it's so cool over 1946. But then thinking of somebody in 1946 being like, you're not that far ahead. You know? <laughs> like, but anyways, Maybe there's like was. a voiceover announcer that's like just like like comedy sports, and it's just so funny. And like, if I saw this in a theater in 1946, I would just be having such a good time. <laughs> <laughs> this little animated short Disney thing, and be like, oh, I really slapped my knee on that one. Yeah. It's so. So crazy, but it's really cool though with Disney Plus that you can like just yeah. do a really deep dive and like all watch the... all this stuff that you wouldn't have like ever yeah. seen otherwise. Oh yeah, for sure. Like we we even saw this movie from like the seventies oh, yeah. or was it sixties? Uh, seventies. I think it Early was seventies. I think it was seventy eight. It came out right after Star Wars, uh, the Black Hole, right? Yeah, Black it's like, Hole. I've never heard of this. It's a short or a movie. It's a it's yeah it's, it's a, a feature. feature. Yeah, like Mermaid Man's in it, Jacob. <laughs> It's a cartoon or no? Oh. <laughs> yeah, Mermaid Man. Yeah. Before he was yeah. in SpongeBob, he was in this. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't mean to laugh that hard. Jacob. And he's like in his Ernest 60, He's in his sixties. Ernest and it's like Born- in the seventies. Yeah. He's and in his sixties and the seventies. Is 70s. he still alive? No, he no. died. Oh, but like only a couple years ago, right? Have no, you guys? Okay, have you guys seen like that video? Have oh. you guys seen? Have you guys seen the video on Fox when they're like, "What's this?" Like, because oh. why are you bringing this? <laughs> he was in his sixties in the black hole, which was like nineteen seventy eight. And he was like in his 90s when he was on Fox News or something. Oh, wow. And like, oh, you're like, you've been alive for so long. What's your secret? And he's just like, I'll never tell. <laughs> and then he like goes over and like he saws his mic on and he just like whispers over to the other person, like, I masturbate a lot. <laughs> and he just fucking just laughs his ass off. Like he's just laughing so hard. That's and so oh funny. My God, wait. And everyone can hear him. I think I have seen that. Yeah. <laughs> I remember that. Now. That's good. I haven't seen that. It's, it's I messed it. <laughs> it's very good. Um, would you say the black hole is very good, Lily? I don't know about very good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, me neither. It's it's it's, neat. it's it's good. It's uh it's fun. It's mm-hmm. you know it's got a lot of like just like really interesting. Um, I don't know, kind of sci-fi. Something about that era and like sci-fi movies. Like it. I I don't know. It's it's got some interesting. Um, Aesthetics yeah. in it, I, I guess, like, I and like ideas. And is it, a lot, yeah. Some things that are even a little creepy, yeah. like for I, Disney. Mm, I feel like a lot of sci-fi stuff around that time was either trying to beat Star Wars or trying to be like 2001. Ex- exactly. This is, this is both. It's a cross yeah. between that. Yeah. 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 Oh, okay. And um, there's some parts, like there's a really, really crappy version of R2-D2 in it. Oh, God. <laughs> but um, there's some parts that I'm like, oh, 
crap, like Star Wars is more Disney than this. Like right. you, you, like you, there's a certain, I don't want to, I don't want to reveal it because I think you guys should see that movie yeah. at some point. It's definitely worth it. Some okay. late night thing, okay. but, um, there's a reveal it. in it and it's just like, Oh, that's dark. That's really dark. Compa- like dark sci-fi compared to dark sci-fi. Dar- oh, <laughs> hey, hey. <laughs> what did I say earlier? Martian mansplaining. Yeah. Martian mansplainer. <laughs> that was the joke. I was like, that was good. Sorry. Connery's trying to get you to move on. <laughs> Is he? A, a little bit. I'm like, we got we already really 27 minutes into this. Oh, yeah. oh, be a short God. version. Okay. Hey Jacob, what have you been uh watching, reading? Yeah, that's it. Et Let's move on. That's it. <laughs> you can be more aggressive, Connery. It's fine. I was just having a good time. I know, I know. Yeah. I saw last night as well Apocalypse War. Ooh. And yeah, it was a real good time. It was really upsetting. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) the opposite of what I first said. Yeah, Yeah, it was grim. Yeah, Yeah, no, because I was telling Connery that it has major Scott Snyder vibes. uh, Comic book writer uh, who wrote Dark Knight Metal, and I read that and And Batman and uh, yeah, with the Justice League and Undiscovered Country and the new one Nocturna. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And that whole storyline is just so upsetting because all these evil Jokers are killing everybody. Mm -hmm. No, all these evil Batman are like are like. It's just it's that it's that setup of the story where all the good guys are getting screwed over the entire time Mm -hmm. until like the the last act when they like triumphantly pull it, <laughs> pull it together and then now they're kicking ass and i'm not too crazy about that kind of story setup i like when good and evil are like dueling at each other where it seems like one has the upper hand and the other has the upper hand and the other has the upper hand and then you finally read his justice league arc it's it's pretty much that but it just gets scarier and scarier <laughs> mm. maybe it will. yeah it's great i love his justice league arc so okay, good. or just like run, <laughs> just so after dark. Oh no, the one that I was kind of getting into that one actually. I actually yeah. didn't mind that one. That one's sick as hell. Yeah, I think I just Batman after dark it. would be good. <laughs> that sounds Batman. fun. Man. He's just like on the radio at night. It's like, it's like good like, evening, man. citizens of Gotham. It's your favorite bat here, and I'm just gonna tell you all our deepest, darkest secrets in the cave. We have Harley Quinn on line one. What is the problem today, Harles? <laughs> let's make that right now. <laughs> wow. Let's pitch it. To, let's pitch it to DC. And yeah. by us, I mean you, because I didn't do anything with that. <laughs> you were in the room. <laughs> You're just the Fraser of Batman. Uh, is that when Harley Quinn gives her request that she, Bat- she wants Batman to give Joker a slow and painful death? I imagine. So, oh, I yes. thought you were going to say a reach around. <laughs> oh, oh, no. Both at the same time? Oh, <laughs> that's the slow Spoilers, death. though, Jacob. Are we going to put it that I've seen this, we're going to talk about the movie <laughs> on this episode. Okay. That no. should be a warning. That's, that's what I was Well, the, this oh, okay. whole movie is, is a big spoiler Spoiler warning. alert. Joker says reach around to Batman. <laughs> but in general, we're going to be talking spoilers of the movie. We're going to be talking about all the nitty-gritty details of Batman. No, it's, not, it's Justice League. Justice League. We're talking about Justice League Snyder Cut. We're going to be spoiling it. So if you haven't seen it or you just don't care enough to watch it, here you are. <laughs> here you are. Good for you, man. Mm-hmm. Or lady. Person. Um, or person. So what's been new with me? Mm-hmm. Just Justice League. Uh, not not Doom. Doy. Oh my god. <laughs> oh my oh. god. Good thing nobody said anything at that point. <laughs> what else? So Tyler, are, are we ready? Are we ready to dive into the world of justice in, in the in the time of League? Okay, so we've covered all of our. What is news? Oh. 
Uh, You're really using that theme a lot. Now. <laughs> yeah, I gotta. What else yeah. do I? What else do I have? <laughs> Apocalypse War on HBO Max. Podcasts on wherever you get podcasts. Oh, yeah. um, uh, what did I say? Hard I said tar- comics. <laughs> hard Target on Hulu. Yeah, Hard Target. <laughs> uh, before we get into Snyder Cut proper, everyone's steaming on the inside right now. Everyone's biting their nails in anticipation. <laughs> no, I just wanted to talk about like the historical context of this and a little oh, sure. bit, like just a little oh, bit. Definitely. Like I don't want to get to the whole thing because I'll probably get some facts wrong mm-hmm. too, but. That's what I'm here for. I just good. And on that note, let us begin Snyder Cut. The history, right? The history. I mean, I don't have like a huge like historically works cited document or anything. <laughs> Where's your works cited page? That's what I'm for. <laughs> no, I just remember I what I am though is incredibly online on Twitter. Yes. Far too much. <laughs> and for the past few years and so. So I just remember like once this movie came out, people just almost immediately were like, release the Snyder cut and it was like a lot of toxic fan base. Mm-hmm. A lot of people listening to this probably know this, but some people I'm sure don't. Yeah. But so this is like a weird thing. Sorry, Lily. What Remi- sorry, remind me the year it came out. 2017. Yeah, 2017. 2017. Okay. November of 2017 is when the theatrical release came out. And um, yeah, so for those that don't know, do not worry because it's just, it's just a really convoluted like kind of inside baseball kind of stuff basically. But <laughs> um, you know, the theatrical cut came out of Justice League, directed by Joss Whedon. Um, even though it's credited to Zack Snyder because he had to back out at a certain point. He backed out. Um, due to like um, family fam- tragedy, yeah, family tragedy and everything. So he wanted to back out um, to spend more time with his family and everything, which is totally understandable. And mm-hmm. then I feels like the theatrical cut, which I'm sure we will cover at some point. You mm-hmm. know, we'll go back to it, but it just feels a lot more like studio noted and like, oh, make this part funny because that's what they like about the Avengers. Mm-hmm. And it's Joss Whedon again, so it's like, oh, you directed two Avenger movies, so like, make them Do this like too. Mm-hmm. Make the Flash land on Wonder Woman's boobs. It'll be hilarious. Oh, that's right. That happens in the original Does cut. that happen? Is yes. That, is that yes. the moment that I was trying that's to... That's what you were thinking you know, of. Yeah, yeah. when yes. she drops her sword and yeah. I was like, something creepy happened here. Yeah. I, don't, I don't remember. What? What? Yeah, they, they even had to have a stand-in. Gal Gadot didn't even want to do that. They had to have a stand-in do it. That's why she's looking away from the camera when they do that. I don't remember that. I'll have to go back, and no wonder. No, uh, I remember that, yeah. <laughs> Man. That didn't happen in this thing. No, thank God. Because Gal Gadot also said that she had an issue with Joss Whedon at mm. some point. We're learning that, like, him. Zack Snyder has taste, and Joss Whedon doesn't, apparently. He at least has more taste. <laughs> yeah, he has more taste. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so there's all the context of that, and uh, Zack Snyder, like... All the online stuff, it was really toxic at first. At least mm-hmm. that's what it seemed like to me. I think that's just what it is. It was no, toxic. It was nasty, yeah. It was very nasty and toxic for like years. And then finally it came around. I'm like, I, even when like Zack Snyder came back on, uh, what's it called? Verve? Vervo? Vero. Yeah. Vero. Vero. Mm. Wow, I sound like such an old person. That's what I'm here for, Tyler. Thanks, Jacob. <laughs> Jacob's in the know. You're the young... You're the young cub detective. I don't even know yes. what you guys are young talking about, so I'm definitely the <laughs> yeah. oldest person. It's okay. Yeah. Like, no, no, no Vero is like not even a young. It's not like TikTok. What is that? It's like I've never even heard of that. Just, yeah, I don't even know Instagram. what it is. It's an alternate Instagram, and I don't know anybody that has it. Neither do I. Zack Snyder came back on that instead of Instagram, and he was just saying like, "Oh, like I am back. I'm like gonna try to do the Snyder cut," and then like it's just like, "What, really?" Like 
it seems like a lot of like hubris and stuff but then you find out more and more like mm-hmm. especially at this point like i got less and less agitated and be like oh like by the time i watch the movie i'm like this is just a much better movie like, yeah. <laughs> it became less a joke and more especially after watching it i I think i even like josh a couple times being like oh this will probably be just as big a train wreck as joss whedon's was but yeah just it's, different that it's, is exactly what i was anticipating yeah but it's like, it's it, way yeah. better it's also so much better yeah. I, yeah i think it's much better than batman v superman too. agreed yeah I, yeah absolutely it's just fascinating seeing, like, obviously there was, <clears throat> you know, the tragedy that happened and Joss Whedon having to take over and everything. And, like, so obviously there's there's so many complications as a result of that and mm-hmm. it feeling like such a weird, disjointed movie. But just seeing something that without the studio involvement, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, it, it's fascinating. And, you know, whether you're um, a DC fan, superhero movie fan or not, which, you know, generally speaking, I'm, I'm not really. Um, I, I still think it's something that everybody should kind of see, you know, because it's such a I mean, really, it, in a way, it it's like a totally unique occurrence in cinematic history. Like it really is it really like is. this, yeah. this yeah. whole like it's unprecedented. So, it, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, um for that alone, I think it's worth seeing, especially if you've seen the theatrical cut before yeah. and you can like compare like it's, yeah. yeah. It's an artist finally getting to execute like the vision they always wanted. And you, you honestly can't knock it for that in any way, shape mm-hmm. or form. When have we ever really been able to truly see that? Like with that, at least on uh, that something scale. on this scale. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. mm-hmm. yeah. Exactly. And it's, it's at first, like, it seems like so much, like I said, hubris where it's just like, oh, they're giving him $70 million to mm-hmm. like complete this movie that he already did and everything. Yeah. Like it's already, it should be done. But it really came around on me on like the past few couple months and mm-hmm. all that stuff. Like it was like another seventy million dollars to finish it. But I mean, whatever. Like who even cares? Like it's HBO Max paying for it. So yeah. like who cares? Like why do I care about a giant corporation? Like <laughs> if they're gonna eat that money, like that's what they want to spend the money on. I'll it's not it. like it it's just like unfortunate. It's like, oh, some of these big budget movies are just so bad. It's like, well, all those hundreds of million dollars could have gone to a better cause, you know. Mm-hmm. But that's unfortunately not how it works. But at the same time, like, I guess at first I was just like skirting the issue, but like I don't want to contribute to just um, ig- not ignoring, but just like skirting past something like suicide because mm-hmm. I think that's something that a lot of people in their personal lives have like just like know somebody or just just know somebody or just you know it's it's a real thing so like Absolutely. i don't and i feel like the long like a big issue for that uh i know i'm getting more serious now on well i mean whatever. i think it's completely it's, worth, it's ad- worth addressing while, yeah. for mm-hmm. this yeah. yeah it just um i i think the one of the biggest issues with with like suicide as an issue is people just sweeping it under the rug and just mm-hmm. trying to act like it didn't happen or it's yeah. like oh they had an accident or something like that you know like mm-hmm. it just people not wanting to talk about it so i don't want to just skirt past it and say like that's why zach snyder quit this because his his daughter autumn um committed suicide and everything and i think that's very worth bringing up and very important because that i think that was in part his drive for this for like completing this movie absolutely Definitely. that's not the most important thing a movie is never more important than a person like ever but, it's but a mo- it can stand as a memorial for them especially because like yeah. that, that interview you, you sent you sent around to us i read that and it touched me deeply i was like wow especially with him being like there are people in my family who like understand because i really love this stuff i love the comic books i love the heroes and the character stuff yeah and everyone was like okay with it, but she got it like it was, yeah it was, she, like, was, she was the person who like understood what this was yeah she was like his biggest fan, is like mm-hmm. he said, and like especially someone who's like that young. Like, I think she was still a teenager, or mm-hmm. she was like very in her early twenties and stuff. And like, 
you know, it's just really tragic. So I just wanted really to bring that up and not just skirt past it because mm-hmm. it is really important. And the other thing is, like, if you even, like, try, I mean, I can't imagine, like, I say, like, oh, try to put yourself in his shoes. Like, I can't, I truly can't even imagine. But, like, but, you know, for a second, imagine that that you're making this movie and this tragedy happens and another director has to take over. Mm -hmm. And then the um, reception of it is as poor as it was, like, can you imagine, like, having to deal with that and on top of it, the film that you were, you know, pouring so much of yourself into mm-hmm. and somebody else had to take, and it's just, like, a joke, you know? Yeah. Like, I I, I, I can't imagine. Yeah. So so that that on top of it, too, just the fact that he was allowed to kind of redeem his, himself, essentially. Exactly, yeah. And, yeah, and pay um, tribute to his daughter and all of that. Absolutely. Yeah, because I'm, it's probably one of those moments not that I'm going to like get into his head because I don't know, assume what he th- was thinking or whatever, but it's like that's just one of those situations where you really realize what's important. It's mm-hmm. like, do I really need to do this big like tentpole kind of movie? Yeah, that's why I'm almost like I relate to the man all the more now with him taking a back and be like, my family and like the well-being of them and myself is more important than like yeah. finishing this movie like it, it i i admired him for that greatly like i just have like a new appreciation so that after i read that interview you sent i was like i have like a deeper appreciation for Zack snyder thing than i ever did before and i thought Same. like yeah like i thought like a lot of the hubris 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 <laughs> was from like batman v superman which mm-hmm. i'm like not very big on and like even man of steel i'm not huge on yeah um just his visual style like not the visual style i like the visual style but like the the story and mm-hmm. like the way they approach the characters and everything i wasn't very big on even this movie just like completely turned a lot of that yeah. <laughs> around. So it's just like, oh, just keep going on the ride and you'll eventually get to what he meant. And like, I'm really glad, even if we don't get more Justice Leagues, like I know I'm totally jumping the gun on this whole episode, oh, but like, even if we don't get more of his like vision of what the Justice League is, like I know it, it, it was like, oh yeah, Batman v Superman is like the dark chapter. It's like the middle, middle mm-hmm. episode. And it's like, now I get it. Like this is like the hopeful one. Yeah. He actually can be hopeful. It's not all super bleak because Batman v Superman is so bleak. <laughs> it's that oppressive. It's just really tur- yeah, it's very oppressive. And so just coming around, it's like, oh, like, no, he knew exactly what he wanted. It's like, and the fact that it was four hours long, like, didn't really affect me. There, like, there's neither, a line that none of us, else. I think. Mm-hmm. And yeah. yeah. From uh, what I've unfazed. heard, most people seem to feel the same way. There's it, a, yeah. uh, I'm sorry. There's, there's a line that when you're speaking to this being the much of a hopeful chapter, there's a line I loved that Batman says where Alfred says, like, how do you know this is going to work? Like, it could all turn out shitty, or, like, it could it could all end. Like, you could all die. And then Batman just puts his arms up in the air. He doesn't have his cowls on. He says, it's faith, Alfred. Have to have, you gotta have faith. Yeah. And, like, he just, like, backs up into the pot and goes, I'm like, that is, that is so good, and that is so, like, different from how he is in Batman versus Superman. <laughs> and this character's made such a big 180 from, like, the events of that movie. So it's not, like, unwelcome. It's not, like un um what's what's the word it's not it doesn't it doesn't like slap you in the face with being like it oh he completely changed his character it's not who he is like something horrible happened to him he made a terrible mistake and then he he just wants to correct it and he wants to be a better person and live up to the example of somebody who he feels like he killed Mm -hmm. right Mm -hmm. and admired and admired yeah and I feel like Superman thinks he killed him too. <laughs> Superman fully <laughs> believes that he definitely killed, weakened him. To he's like, yeah. if I was at top top game, I could have killed that Doomsday guy. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so I, I feel like I derailed us slightly. I'm sorry. No, you didn't. no, is that as much history as you wanted? Yeah, is there more to touch on, Tyler? Oh, he's, he's cracking one open. Like, put it right up to the mic. Come on. I thought that 
was fun. I did. Triple fisting us. <laughs> Jacob's we'll double fisting it. too. No, I'm done with this one. Oh. <laughs> We're drinking non-alcoholic seltzer. <laughs> I I want to say really fast too, since we're just kind of like pausing. I guess I, I sent the group chat. It's just a lot. Sorry, it, it's it, just, is, it is a lot. It's both it's, monumental in its length, and then also like the emotional weight behind like the really, director. Really, So they're just taking a little you pour. Can't, you yeah. can't have a, like a real discussion about this movie without no. A, and this movie meaning the extended I, Snyder cut, yes. like with, without acknowledging that at all. Yeah, I just think it's like sorry, Connor. I think keep that. Yeah, it, it's there. It's your, locked okay, in there because I don't want you to lose it. But mm-hmm. like, it's just. It's like auteur theory at its best. Like a lot of the time that's like very bad, I think, auteur theory, where mm-hmm. it's like, oh, this director made the whole movie. And it's like, what yeah. about all the crew members, the cinematographer, the editor? Mm-hmm. Like they all have input. But like in terms of this narrative, like this is a very supportive narrative, I think, where it's just like, oh, like it's the best thing of uh, auteur theory where it's like, oh, yeah, like <laughs> like I said, Man of Steel, Batman v Superman. And then this is actually like I didn't think I was drinking any kind of Kool-Aid watching this movie. No. It's just like. It's very long, yes, but it just felt like two hours mm-hmm. because I enjoyed it and it felt like the proper length. And there's a lot of critics that are like, um, like film critics and everything, which, you know, I read a lot of film criticism and stuff. I'm not trying to like be like, oh, don't trust a film critic because no, I yeah. really don't want that energy. Mm-hmm. But there's just, I've seen a lot, some film critics, some people just on Twitter being like, mm-hmm. like I remember one, I don't remember who, but it's just like, oh, like the length of scenes in, in the Snyder mm-hmm. Cut are basically like outsider art. Oh, wow. But I'm just like, okay, like, I get, like, the the specific scene of, like, the Aquaman thing. Mm-hmm. But, like, overall, I thought the pacing was was very good. But What is outsider art? Yeah, what the heck is it? Outsider <laughs> art? Well, you know, something like, something that's not really appreciated by most people, um, but it's, like... It can stand on its own kind of thing? Or? It can stand on its own, but it's, like, it's very artistic, but, like, it's not ever going to be mass appeal. Like, think mm-hmm. of, like, Daniel Johnston, Lily. Like mm-hmm. a, like a lot like that's outsider art where it's just like i love his music and stuff but it's not gonna be something that like it's never gonna be super popular even though like some of the songs are so well written like Mm -hmm. unless somebody else covers it you know i mean i could see that in the lens of like not going to be popular for this particular like genre of major blockbuster like superhero like films i could see that but just as a film like I, it's like of that's, course. Like I was, I was finding myself yeah. like thinking that so much with these it's scenes of just too. like, mm-hmm. wow, there's so much breathing room. Yeah, and yeah. it's just like this. Just feels like a normal. It feels like a normal. Though, and it's weird. You know, yeah. it feels, it feels like, like a Lord of the Rings movie. It does. Yeah, it, <laughs> does. it feels like a normal movie as opposed to like the most, the biggest trappings of a superhero genre movie where it's just like, oh, we got to keep going and going. Like, mm-hmm. go always have to have the action and everything, and it's just like. Wow, like people are really. I I know I'm just reacting to Twitter, which I know not everybody's on, <laughs> and everyone on Twitter is like hyper emotional about everything. Yes, so I'm. Yeah, it's a are. little bit of a strawman argument, and I don't want to keep pushing that, but mm. I just think the pacing is really good. But Connery, I know you're going to say something. Oh, I I feel like we we've wildly gone off top of what I was actually going to touch on, but I wanted to say like uh, I sent something to the group. It was just a, a lone comic panel of um Bruce Wayne standing over like a a dying man, and he's a he's a priest. And in like this burning chapel, and I sent out of the group being like, if there's a single thing Zack Snyder strives for, it's this like moment that's happening right now with Batman unable to save this person's life, and it's it's a tragic situation, but him being there to hold this person's hand as they cross cross over and their their life ends, uh, just that character in general. I'm just being like, like yeah, that's 
I think that's what Zack Snyder goes for. Like, just in general, his a lot of his movies, I feel like, can be attributed to that moment of just like, there is death, there is pain, but being there and holding somebody's hand means you're a you're a hero in your own right, and just being able to. Just, I guess, be standing there for something, I guess, is, it's good. That that makes you a hero, I guess. I feel like I'm just, Jeffrey, I'm getting a little emotional, I feel like, a little bit. No, I mean, <laughs> it's, I completely agree. Yeah, I'm just remembering my own dad. I'm just, I'm just like, oh, no. That's just the effect <laughs> of this movie. Yeah. It's exactly the effect of this whole thing, which is just incredibly, like Lily said, incredibly fascinating. Mm. And... I provide a certain perspective here because I've loved Zack Snyder since 300. And I've, I've always, ever he gave me 300. That used to be my favorite movie for like until Iron Man came out. And ever since 300, I've always been like the movies he's made since 300, which weren't ever perfect. But I still wanted to enjoy them because they gave me something He's he's this type of filmmaker I admire. I I like Tyler said I enjoy his style and stuff. And so I've always looked forward to his work. He gave me a Superman movie I always wanted to see. Mm-hmm. Uh I rewatched this week and I realized this movie's actually a lot better than I think it is. <laughs> it's still problem I still recognize these movies are problematic and they got all <laughs> sorts of issues like Batman versus Superman which it's doing, I don't know what the freak it's doing in its first, like, two and a half hours. and But finally, it knows what it is in the last, like, closing act. And then mm-hmm. Sucker Punch, I have no idea what that movie's doing. but <laughs> Which Jacob just gave me the extended edition of. <laughs> because the action scenes are amazing, and those are extended. Yeah. But that's why I, I admire that movie. You know, but... if there's someone that I'd want to do, like, some kind of Dark Souls movie, I would hire Zack Snyder to do it, to be totally yeah, honest. Yeah, he would, he would do good. He'd, he'd probably do it right. Yeah, yeah it's it's... Sorry, Lily, what were you going to say? Oh, no. Well, just really quick. Like, I think that there's something enough to be said for, like, for me, that person maybe is, like, M. Night Shyamalan, for Mm. example. Like, (laughs) I... Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I know know this more than anyone besides you. (laughs) I talk about M. Night, like, I swear, like, every week. Like, Like, (laughs) Servant didn't like that episode, but I keep rooting for it. (laughs) I will always... I will, like... I recognize more than any other person, like, you know, online, like writing about hit, like whatever, like, yeah. man, he's had some major bombs, some major <laughs> yeah. misses yeah. for, mm-hmm. oh God, almost the majority of his career at mm-hmm. this point. God, yeah. you know, started off so incredibly strong and it's just like, however, there's just something about him as a storyteller, as, as a filmmaker I don't care. I will always watch like any yeah. new thing that comes out and like, yeah, some you could say like, oh, maybe he's like he's he's um turning it around like as of yeah, like right. recent years. Oh, is this and his comeback movie? Yeah. I know. <laughs> yeah. And like and I've even been um, so I was about to say sitting through Serpent. <laughs> I've been watching it. I've been enjoying some of it. A lot of it is just sitting Oof. through it. Sitting but I'm like, I will always do that for that yeah. filmmaker because he just yeah. like at some point in his career you know, um, some of his work resonated with me so deeply that it's just like, you know, and that's, that's kind of rare that you have like, you know, there's maybe only a couple directors like that where it's like, I don't care. Like if if he's literally had like 10 bombs in a row, like it's like, I'm still going to watch everything he comes Mm, out with just cause 
there's yeah, so much I, I, I get it but there's so much like genius <laughs> yeah, exactly. in that too it's just like so sporadic and it's just like why do they give this guy money to make this movie <laughs> There's, um, there's obviously that's the other thing it's like there's obviously something to him mm-hmm. that he can continue like af- after having like bomb after bomb like that he still yeah. gets money he's yeah. still able to you he know he funds a lot of his own stuff now and like I guess it is a point that I said why do they give this guy money it's like that's a whole different issue of just he's like, probably a great pitcher probably yeah, he yeah probably no absolutely he's, yeah. I want to I bring this up like every so often like a book that I read about him uh, <laughs> during the production of Lady in the Water. Yeah. It's called The Man Who Heard Voices. Yeah, yeah, oh. yeah. I think it it dives so much into exactly that, like his the charisma of M. Night Shyamalan. Oh, nice. And just how, and like, that's it. Like, you just read about this person who is like this journalist who was allowed to be, um, sit in like through the whole production of Lady in the Water. Mm-hmm. And like he goes into such detail about like M Night's like charisma and just wow. like and like once you you read that you're like I get it I get why this guy <laughs> yeah. just gets money yeah. like every single like yeah. every and single time even though you know we'll and talk but, about it more when you're on our split episode oh I was gonna say and, we're, and you he later learns that Late in the Water is a good movie and that it's actually good <laughs> yeah yeah it's it's so good it's better than Van Helsing I tell you cereal saves them anyway. Uh, that's- <laughs> That's good. I think that's cool. <laughs> Connery, this is the part in the movie where the critic gets killed and oh, dies. Oh, no. <laughs> that was my major M. Night tangent. I'm sorry. No, major M. Night tangent. That very much feeds. <laughs> Nick, can you Nick. make a theme for that? <laughs> I was like, about to say, Nick, we need a new one. <laughs> we need a theme for it. Major M. Night tangent. I have just M. Night tangents in so many like conversations All you want to do life. is talk about M. Night. I really do. <laughs> what do you want for dinner? Uh, M. M. Night Shyamalan. The visit? The visit. The visit. <laughs> I like an order of. I almost said The Shining because I'm an idiot. <laughs> oh my god! The Sixth Sense. The wow. Sixth Sense. Thank Connery. you. I don't but, know where. Yeah. I don't. Where's know where my shock jock radio? I I, I kind of like interrupted no, it's you. It's good. It, we this whole half this podcast is derailing. It's yeah. Like, <laughs> otherwise, what are we gonna do? Be exhausted? But no. Yeah, she was feeding into what I was saying. Yeah. Of we all have that filmmaker where mm-hmm. they. You know, they make these movies that we really love, and then either they're, the rest of their movies suck or they're okay. <laughs> and it's just something, just like as as viewers, like, yeah, maybe M. Night and Zach are really good pitchers, but, you know, just us as viewers, we connected to something, we connected to their styles. So for, so for me, uh, let me go on the Zack Snyder tangent. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, for me, yeah, I really like Zack Snyder's uh, styles and his how he likes to tell his stories and how he likes to adapt all these heroes and these characters. So with Justice League, it's like Batman versus Man of Steel came out. People didn't like it. I was like, oh, whatever, you guys, I like it. Batman versus <laughs> Superman came out. <laughs> and then I was like, okay, I get it. But I mean, I do like that okay, ending. I get it. And then Justice League, I was like, okay, maybe Justice League will, will maybe this will be his uh, grand finale. And then, you know, everything happened. And then... I remember when I was hearing Joss Whedon was going to take over after that tragedy, and I was like, "Okay, cool." And this was before all of the all of the revelations. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, "Okay, cool, Joss Whedon, Avengers, yeah, all right." Um, and then the movie came out, and I was like, "That was so bland," and I didn't I didn't even care to buy it. If anything, he just like it's coming from you, you didn't want to buy it on I DVD. Didn't That's wanna, a lot. I didn't even yeah. want to buy it. If anything, he just like flattened it, and like I did. That's like. Because it's, I feel like his him and the studio. Mm. Yes, absolutely. But I feel like Joss Whedon's like personality as a filmmaker is so opposite of Zack Snyder. Very much so. It's like Zack goes 
all the way. Like, <laughs> yeah. Even if it's bad, he's going to go full throttle into the he's, wall. He commits. That's yeah, the thing. He commits. And Joss Whedon's, his job is to file that down. And so you have this result of like a car that like stops like two miles before it hits the wall. <laughs> well, the thing is, they just wanted him to marvelize this movie. Yeah. Like, yeah. Make everything bright and make everything funny. I mean, there's also the whole work. thing. It's like, I don't know if it's true or not, but it's like, well, maybe uh, whatever, but it's just like whatever. It's like oh, the CEO or like the the heads of the studio wanted a paycheck or whatever. Mm. Like so they wanted to push the movie out that year, yeah. so they just like may push it out really fast. So I remember reading articles about that. Yeah, just yeah. all sorts but of stupid studios. Yeah. It's just like okay, like that thing. It's like for my personal opinion on like Joss Whedon. It's like oh, like Just League was like pretty <laughs> all over the place. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, well, I mean, he's had the same experience as like a screenwriter earlier in his career, like yeah. Alien Resurrection, I feel like, which he wrote, quote mm. unquote. Like, <laughs> it's just definitely not what the movie was. Like, but also, like, it's just really easy to just like disregard him now because of all the allegations and everything. And I mean, yeah, sure. Like, I don't, I really don't care. So it's like, yeah. I'm fine with throwing him under the bus because it's just like, well, I mean, especially still... with all the Ray Fisher stuff, too. Well, yeah, you know? exactly. Yeah. The Ray Fisher thing's the big, mm-hmm. the big light on everything. Absolutely. And I feel like this movie definitely showed a lot more. I mean, by like Ray Fisher stuff, I mean like there's for people that aren't incredibly online on Twitter, it's just like. <laughs> Me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, All of Ray Fisher's allegations about the production. Yeah. yeah. And it's just like how like the studio is protecting, like this, the head of the studio is protecting like um, Joss Whedon and, mm-hmm. and Jeff Johns. Yeah. As a EP. For, yeah. Like, I was so bummed that Jeff Johns is being a real bastard on that. Yeah. I was like, oh, that sucks. Yeah. Because he's written so many like comics. And yeah. Stuff. He's written a bunch of good ones. He's apparently he's the Kevin Feige of DC movies. <sighs> They were trying to make him that, yeah. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And it really, they should have just... I, I mean, yeah. it, it's part that, and then part they realized after that that they should just make the DCEU everything mm-hmm. like that the Marvel Universe is not. Exactly. I, I still have a strong feeling that so Jeff Johns is kind of maybe on the outs. I kind of feel like Scott Snyder is going to maybe do that. I feel like he's being groomed, and he's kind of going Honestly, up the mantle be. of like as long DC as he's a nice executive. dude. He's so yeah. he's such a cool guy. I follow him on Twitter and yeah. Instagram. He has a family. He's such a nice guy. He's a good yeah. guy. And I'm, I'm just like, and I feel like, I, I think he's he's focused on creator stuff right now. Like, he left DC, kind of, to, like, do more creator-owned stuff. But if I feel like if anybody should head up, like, DC's, like, movie creative future, I feel like it should be him, because he has wild, awesome ideas. It would be in good hands. Yeah, and I, even Tom King's writing, like, co-writing the New, new Gods movie. That's oh, yeah. Out. Well, then how's that going? I don't, I don't know, but they're apparently working on it. So he's, he's doing other stuff, yeah, so I, I assume it must be partway done at least. I wonder if they had to halt, uh, halt it because of last year. Most likely. Who was, who was the other woman that's co-writing it with him, Jacob? The Ava DuVernay was going to write yes. and direct it with mm-hmm. him. Which is cool. Lily's lost. <laughs> he's a famous uh, comic writer, <laughs> and, and she's lost, a famous I'm writer. Just... Disengaged. Yes. <laughs> sorry, I'm that's sorry. Fine. Don't no. It's your podcast. <laughs> <laughs> it's your but, podcast. It's not your fault if I am here. Keep really building. I have to use the restroom. Keep building. Okay. Build it up. Build it but, up. But um. Okay. Uh. Well, okay. my co-host <laughs> left to go poop. Um. Poop. He went to go poop. Um. So you guys, I guess I don't want to alienate Lily from the discussion. So we won't talk about comic book stuff. We'll talk about the movie. Okay. Well, what, what? Otherwise, it's going to be me and Jay just talking yeah. at each other, and you're going to be like, I don't know what's going on. Well, we are here to talk about the movie, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so let's... What, let me see Tyler's notes. 
Wonder Woman's opening action scene was fucking great. Thank you, Jacob. That's a good thing. Oh, we we have Tyler's notes of Wonder Woman music. Oh yeah, her her ever changing score in the movie. Yeah, that's interesting. It's mixed with like three hundred and like her old score from mm-hmm. uh, her own movie, and There's... and the lady screeching every time she does something cool, which yeah. was as Lily said while we were viewing it, overplayed. Overplayed. <laughs> Is this the same? Um, this is me not looking into like anything because yeah. I just, you know, as far as these DC ask, movies, ask you want to live your life and not be like constrained <laughs> by these things. Is it, is oh, it the same, um, composer from 300? No. For, uh, for Wonder Woman? 300 or, or was like Tyler Bates. Um, Wonder Woman was somebody else. I think Wonder Woman. Or for this movie, I mean, like, is well, this movie was Junkie XL. So he was adapting their scores into this movie. Uh huh. Did Danny Elfman do like the original score for the movie? No, no, no. Danny uh. Elfman did. Dan, uh, Joss Whedon fired Junk. Hans Zimmer said, "I'm not doing any more uh, superhero movies yeah. after Batman vs Superman." He mm-hmm. did that with Junkie XL, and then uh, Junkie XL was working on Justice League. Joss Whedon fired him and hired Danny Elfman. That's why in the theatrical cut we hear the old school Batman right. theme and the old school Superman theme. Right, right. And then Snyder cut. Zach was like, "Yo, Junkie XL, give me a, <laughs> give me your uh, your score again." He's yeah. credited mm-hmm. as Tom Volkenberg, which is, I mean, his real name. But like on the spot, oh, I didn't even know he's Junkie XL. <laughs> yeah, it was just like, oh, like why is he credited that way? I guess he's like trying to be like, I'm a little tired of being Junkie. I think he's in like in his fifties, but yeah. he did the score for Fury Road also. Oh, that's cool, dope as hell. <laughs> but there was there was a scene so where we're, talk, we're talking about Wonder Woman's um, intense like screeching lady. Oh, um, yeah, it's, it's like it's like that, but it's different. Should we do it? Oh, sorry, no, we're just rambling. Should we do like a clean start as far as no, like, no, no. We're okay, fine. let's talk about the movie. No, he knows what we're talking about. Oh, but I, okay. I, <laughs> I just want to say really fast with like this is gonna be a big rambling mess. Don't worry, yeah, about it's Lily. going to be. Um, it's I, a four-hour-long epic. We're not doing a four-hour-long episode. No, I'm <laughs> saying the movie was. Oh, okay. I'm like, we're not doing that. It's insane. But there's a scene where Wonder Woman is like towards the end, where she like slides across some like in, like over somebody, do like a slice, but her mouth's open, and like that ah! thing plays. It looks like she's like screaming, but she's not. It always looks like she's doing the battle cry. Yeah, it, it looks <laughs> awesome, but it makes me laugh really hard if they're going. Ah! It looks off putting. Yeah, it looks <laughs> off putting. <laughs> Lol. Um, I think I definitely like the music better in this. Version. Oh yeah, it's way better. So do I. The, the, only, the uh, only thing I'm missing is like Batman doesn't have a theme, which makes me a little sad. Yeah, it's I, like I, I liked that they had the original Batman theme, even though it was probably just like, hey, we have Danny Elfman, so we yeah, can just well. do the same thing again. <laughs> like, I wish there was a little bit more of that because it's like, oh, that's cool, like connecting all the universes. Mm-hmm. I like that idea of it. But other than that, I think the score fits this movie. It more. does. Is that? Is no, that? It makes sense. Does that make sense? But like I, I mentioned you, when we were watching it, I was like. Okay, so basically Wonder Woman is the only one with a distinct theme, very distinct theme. Yeah, I, I wish feel like she was too. Ass. Yeah, I saw yeah, exactly. Like, I saw the woman who like a little bit like disproportionate. Yeah. It feels like but. I saw a video of the woman who like did like the whole like electric cello guitar or whatever it is oh, on Twitter cool. who wrote it do like the thing for it. And I was, I was like, she is just intense as hell. No wonder Zach and I was like, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> I wish Cyborg had like a dubstep score or something. Flash was more of a dubstep score yeah. than Cyborg does. Electronic. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I know. We're just attacking the movie from all sides, but not hitting its center at all. No. 
but well, let's let's go. Let's 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 walk into this. I, I really don't know where to start because I just wrote <laughs> notes like chronologically. I'm okay, glad. Let's go. I don't. I don't. I feel like we shouldn't just go into it chronologically because it might take too whoever long. Whoever has watched listening to this episode probably watched it. You know. Yeah, most likely. I'm just glad they got rid of Batman's opening scene where he's like, "What are you doing?" And then he's like, "They smell fear." And then he has that scene with the parrot oh, demon and right. that robber guy. I'm glad yeah, they got rid of that. Yeah, what is that on like the roof? Like, what even happened? That I don't remember. Just an alternate. He's just like it's just weird convoluted plan. They had to condense all this stuff from this movie to like this weird other plot. So Batman's looking for parademons and then the parademons blood is showing that the mother box symbols and some bullshit. <laughs> well, how about like I know we don't need to go chronological, but mm. what did you guys think of um because correct me if I'm wrong, this didn't happen in the theatrical cut. Mm-hmm. Um we we see um Superman dying oh, essentially. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and you see the scream. Very that, that's like, like the darkest part of the whole movie. Like yeah. it's like a death rattle, like yeah. you said, Connor. It was a good way to open the movie. Yeah, yeah. I thought so too. Bit dark, mm-hmm. bit heavy. But it, but it sets but up everything and the mother box yeah. is all waking up. Oh, yeah. It does feel earned. Like that yeah. scream like is heard that across too, the world. Like, yeah. The fact that like it is that not what like oh, like wakes up the Yeah, it's what makes up the mother yeah, boxes where it's like wow, this is already starting to make more sense. Exactly. Was my impression of it. Exactly. And just Darkseid is so cool in this. I mean, I'm really upset that he's like shirtless and like gets his he gets his butt really handed to him in like the opening thing when he's yeah. like on Earth for the first time. That was funny. It was funny because he got his ass so thoroughly kicked. I got stabbed. I'm running away. <laughs> he's like, oh it's like every other depiction of Darkseid ever. If you're if you're in the know, this is like You see the, Dark Side, everybody's fucked. Yeah, like he's the embodiment of like despair like when you look in your mirror and you think you you're not good enough that's dark so like this is when i kept saying dark side is when you look yourself in the mirror and you think you're not good enough dark side is when you hmm. when you fall and hurt yourself and you feel like you're never going to get better dark side is when i don't know jacob what's another good example of something like that i did uh, so what's another, <laughs> i said what's another good example of something akin to that uh, uh, uh. It's, just, it's, it's just like the, the metaphysical aspect yeah. of like mm-hmm despair sadness giving losing hope and i might as well just give up is yeah, is like dark side giving into wow. dark side mm-hmm. yeah dark side is he's an impenetrable force of darkness basically mm-hmm. when okay. you think you're a bad father dark side yeah is. dark side is <laughs> so e- everything that that character represents is like an existential terror that when you fight it it's you're fighting that essentially. So yeah. Superman's symbol of hope fights the very symbol of giving up and despair. It's mm-hmm. there's something like like I'm not trying to just like completely knock like Marvel or whatever. Mm-hmm. And it's like he is though. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, I mean they have a much better track record. They do. But there's something about Darkseid versus Thanos where it's just like Thanos definitely feels like one guy mm-hmm. who has an ideology whereas dark side is an ideology exactly there's a he's a living embodiment of this thing exactly and there's frank miller wrote something called the golden child with like a uh, leaping forward in the future where i don't think batman's dead but like superman has his like two dot his his daughter um his daughter and his son and then carrie kelly's the new batman and they have to fight dark side and dark side they kill him but he keeps coming back and his whole thing is just like Guess what? Whenever anybody feels sad or depressed or alone or just defeated, I'll come back. I am I am that. So yeah. in that way I can never die. The hmm. most literal personification. Exactly, yeah. The most literal personification of like those those feelings that mm-hmm. can break you and 
Yeah, and, and that's Darkseid is. <laughs> so Thanos is a threat, while Darkseid is a feeling. Yes, Darkseid is a feeling. Very good, Jacob. That's really good. <laughs> Thank you. High five. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> it's empty. I already finished it. <laughs> Um, <laughs> no, I just feel like there's so much like there is so much more cyborg in this movie. Really, yeah, um, cyborg is amazing in this movie. Yeah. Uh, no yes. wonder Ray Fisher's freaking psyched. Yeah, no about wonder. This movie. Yeah, and already felt so ripped off when the theatrical release yeah, came out. Exactly. Like it's he like, is I, like central in this. I feel all the heart and sentiment from that story, and I love that his family's in it more. It's great. Mm-hmm. He couldn't have been more of a like 180. Oh yeah, um, because I very yeah. much and me going into watching Justice League a few few years ago <clears throat> for the first time and just like not really knowing anything and like I didn't it was just like okay we're gonna go see this movie all right whatever <laughs> and I know I'm probably not gonna like it this is a robot guy but okay, like I it was it. <laughs> it was like personally like upsetting to me mm-hmm. like like personally a little offensive just like how completely underutilized I guess this character was mm-hmm. and just a total and it was just like. What? Like yeah. what? Uh, you were super effective when like his father like disintegrates in from you're like nobody's comforting Victor as like he stumbles forward well, to be ca- like I'm, yeah yeah I'm more talking like yeah the you, know, you know yeah 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 just how a complete lack of backstory oh yeah and how rushed it felt no and that's what I was thinking as a contrast and more so than like, like oh man mm. it, that it, it was amazing like probably as far as the things that were fleshed out mm. more in this like i would say maybe that's my number one like favorite thing that got yeah. you know fleshed out more really and the, the whole the whole football seat that was done great. so mm. beautifully in his we definitely didn't even see his mom in the no, theatrical cut no no and just god oh that was it was emotional for me yeah, and seeing just her was him just you know the whole play that happens and looking up and seeing the empty seat and it's mm. just like and um yeah, it was it was done so so well. It's, if anything, my my I I wish that the one thing I kind of wish more. It's not even really a criticism because I think it's fine without it. But mm-hmm. like I kind of wish a little bit of like I wish we could see more on that level from Flash in this. Yeah. Oh yeah. And because we we still get the scene with Billy crude up, um, and uh, which I think was just in the theatrical cut anyway. Yeah. But like that some was, of it could have been yeah, yeah, yeah. cooler to see a, a similar kind of thing. But yeah. like I think they definitely with tried cyborg. It's more impactful, like spending yeah. the time on mm-hmm. that. It's so wild to think like, oh, this movie this is over four hours long, and there's actually a little more that I could have yeah. wanted from it. Yeah. The, it but, really connects with cyborg's family relationship because they they do that with Flash a little bit. You see him talking to his dad behind bars. Mm-hmm. Well, that's in the theatrical and it, it's though, in theatrical it? too, but. There's you know, it's here. it's just like Victor's family hits so much harder than Flash's like dad in prison yes. does. Yes, and True. he is inevitably at the end of the day kind of like somewhat of comic relief. So like, yeah, I I get it in a way. However, I would door. have as cool as the car crash hot dog um, <laughs> scene was, oh, as cool as that was, yeah, I would yeah, have yeah. much rather have seen more of a backstory on his, you know his. His um uh mom who ap- mm. apparently I only know this because of yeah. you guys filling me yeah. in oh, who, yeah. who got murdered and his they yeah. thought his dad did why didn't we see that instead of the yeah. the car, it, whole car crash which was cool no like, yeah let me but be it would clear, be cool but like it doesn't even we don't even see her again but yeah like that. like a, re- a reverse flash cameo and some kind of flashback would be really tight of him seeing somebody else yeah. standing over his mom's body and then like zipping well. away yeah. the main problem with all of that is I mean oh, really fast I'm like and then he could be concerned like is that me like is that me now that I'm the flash 
do I do that at some point? It like, deals with little, I, mean, I, think terror. That, I think that is a, a flash arc, isn't it? Kind of. It is a little bit, I think. At yeah. least in the CW show, I think. Uh, oh, I haven't watched the full thing of that then. Yeah, I, I'm, I've only seen the first season. But um, the problem with the DCEU, where as opposed to Marvel, it's like, yeah, they've already fleshed out all these movies and everything. Mm, yeah. Um, yeah. but at the same time, the more you think about it, it really doesn't matter what format it is. Like so much of the MCU to me at least feels like one big story. Yeah. And that's totally fine. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like one giant TV show, you know, like on a huge budget mm-hmm. and like, I'm not trying to sound like derivative at all, or not derivative, but like negative about it. Well, mm-hmm. this is what it is. So it's just like justice league is four hours long because a lot of that stuff wasn't filled in before this. And therefore, cutting it down to like a two-hour movie really doesn't do it any help. Like it doesn't help at all. So I was so surprised that that uh, Zack Snyder had shot so much of this stuff to flesh out everything. It's like, oh no, actually, it all makes sense. Here you go. And it's just like, oh shit. Like I thought it would be a little bit more piecemeal, but it's like, no, this is a complete story. Yeah, that they just fired him from. It's just like kind of crazy. I really thought I'd have a hard time going into this just talking about this because I was again about ninety percent sure that I would be like. It's going to be really hard to like talk about this movie and be like, well, it's good because X, Y, Z, but I am feeling very positive after watching this movie because I did have a lot of fun. It feels like an actual film. It feels like it an actual does. movie compared to, the, compared to the theatrical release. Like It honestly, honestly does. It really sucks. Again, to what Lily said earlier, it sucks when a really big piece of art on whatever scale it is, it really sucks when it feeling unique is like rare. Exactly. <laughs> when you have like a unique yeah. vision that somebody's executed, yeah. and it all of a sudden becomes this rare, beautiful gem. Like, what? What it's, is that? It's like art is meant for people to express uniqueness, and it shouldn't be. That's how. That's how bad this, that's, the, all this has gotten to where a unique film expressing somebody's yeah. emotions and their viewpoint is like this rare unicorn now. Yeah, it's like I think this is one of the best <laughs> superhero movies of all time, and like you know, I, what? I agree. What is? Wow. This wow. What is? This movie. You heard oh, it here movie. first. One of the I, best superhero movies of all time. Yeah, wow. and I, I don't even think it should be, but because of what exists. Yeah, everything that this is our timeline. You know, yeah. like it's like the context. It has, it yeah. has some of those Spider-Man yeah. vibes and everything too. Yeah. Where it's yeah. just like, oh, like trying to help people. Like Cyborg helps that that woman by just <laughs> mm-hmm. like taking cash and infusing it into her account. Yeah, I like and stuff. that he like, just has like a few few dollars there, and he just sees everything this poor woman goes, and he just goes boop. I love boop. that part. That's <laughs> but not only parts. that, but it's so well like crafted and well told in that it's it's that whole that whole scene with seeing the he's watching the woman and like you're hearing the his father the voiceover his father explaining mm-hmm. like the you what know the do. responsibility that could, and he's saying like the the problem is going to be not what does he say it's not, not using it for yourself and like your well, own self gratification or something like that. Well, I think it's it's not obsessing over it basically, yes. and and, tr- and trying to not fix everything because mm-hmm. you can see all the problems and all the people yeah. who need help mm-hmm. and everything. And like, so you've got his like voiceover in the background explaining to him like you know what I didn't even pick that up. Wow. Yeah, and yeah. and it's there. So he's he's simultaneously <laughs> learning this about himself, and you're seeing. You're seeing him like, um, you know, take action on it, like yeah. in this scene. It's just it's done. There's several scenes like that yeah. that are done yeah. so well. Yeah. <clears throat> it's really that and have like a voiceover, and it's like, oh, you're able to actually like fit all this in together. Like it's it's kind of seamlessly done. It really is like, a cyborg show to a certain point because like that whole sequence <laughs> goes over just how powerful he is and how he can stand among these people as an equal. 
because mm-hmm. they're like, you could launch all the nuclear codes in the world if you wanted. You have access to every single thing. You can literally do whatever you want. And that's what his want. dad is saying. It's like yeah. the, 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 the hardest part is going to be restraint. Mm-hmm. From, you yeah, know? and I think that's what life is a lot of the time. It's like yeah. you can choose to do something, but it's like that sometimes doing nothing is the best choice. Yeah. Dr. Manhattan, Tyler. <laughs> well, Dr. Manhattan <laughs> takes it to an extent where he's just wrong and does nothing ever. Tachyon energy is blinding me. And tell me. people take his powers. <laughs> Tachyon energy is blinding me. Ugh. Well, anyways, we. <laughs> it's. I, I know we're not trying to necessarily go chronological, but mm. we. But we did talk about the opening with um, Superman and his scream being hurt and activating the mother boxes around yeah, the world. That was cool. And, um, yeah. That was, yeah. What I, about Willem Dafoe's new look, you guys? Yeah. <laughs> Very good. Into that. He's saying that we all were like, "Oh my god!" He about... looks like an RPG warlock or something. He does. Like, you know it's so good. He looks really badass. It's just funny that he looks so wow. different. Jacob, you want to pick that lineup again? <laughs> <laughs> just, just sorting your cans. <laughs> I'm just leaving that down. in. Why were you even touching them? <laughs> yeah. Why you were you? Right in my fucking ears. <laughs> <laughs> just shifting them. Thought, yeah, take my thought. Anyway, um, Willem Dafoe does look awesome in this movie. He actually looks really different than we've ever seen him before. Mm-hmm. So different. I, it's just how come they didn't? I wonder why they didn't want him to look like that in the Aquaman movie. It's probably because they were in that phase. The studio still had its influence of. Yeah, he looks yeah, very. An uh, is, yeah, is, and I only say this because we watched Aquaman like fairly recently. Like, looks very bizarre in that, yeah. and like, mm-hmm. I mean, not just him. Well, like, it's like an very, underwater like, man bun, and it's yeah. very slick. You they know? all have yeah. like he's a weird glowy effect on his face. Mm, yeah, and yeah, he looks very young and like in like. You were very confused, Lily. It's like, wait, did they shoot this like originally, or was this a reshoot? And it's just like, yeah, because he looks a lot older than he does in Aquaman. But mm-hmm. I think yeah. he just is that old. And I, yeah, yeah. And they, it's a lot I, of makeup, and they, they grew out his hair. I don't. I, he I looks doubt, cool like that yeah, hair. Cool. It doesn't look like that was somebody like neatly keeps it. it looks I really like when it. he stands up out of the water. That's like sea salt hair. Yeah. You know, <laughs> he's a it's, man of it's the ocean. Jason Momoa hair. Yeah, it's, it's Aquaman <laughs> hair. Yeah, <laughs> it's like that's the that's like if you came out of the water full of after living your entire life underwater with just salt in there like that's what it looks like when it comes out of the water yeah yeah i don't know why he's dressed like an x-man in aquaman yeah <laughs> man, black man. leather suit but he's like all like armored up in this yeah. like the dude looks yeah. like he can mess you up he looks like the guy who trained aquaman yes <laughs> if we're gonna talk about looks at all oh please Lily. okay I mean, all right all right all right so we're gonna we gotta rank them lily this is this is on you. You got to rank him. It's you gotta, all you. Willem Dafoe as what's his name? Vero. Uh, Vero. Thank you, Jake. Volko. Volko. Isn't it Volko? Yeah, it's Volko. That sounds it's right. It's Volko. Yeah. Volko. Um, who's the other old guy? <laughs> Uh, Jeremy Irons. Jeremy Irons. No, 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 no. Jeremy Irons wins. Alfred wins by default. <laughs> um, Willem Dafoe is Volko. J.K. Simmons is Commissioner Gordon. Oh uh, shit. And Jeremy Irons. Oh shit! As Alfred. Obviously, there's no competition here. <laughs> I know. It's always Alfred. I know, but let's just go down it. Let's go down. Let's rank them, okay? <laughs> Shut up, Jared Leto. <laughs> okay, let's start with Volko. What do you think of his fit? Let's, let's do it. I mean, we didn't see a lot of like his like below the shoulders. I guess. <laughs> yeah. You know what? He but looked... all he is is shoulders. His hair goes <laughs> yeah. all the way down. It's you like know what? He looks kind of rugged. I don't know. I guess I. 
I guess I would put J.K. Simmons before him, maybe. Ooh. I mean, they, and I say that being like, I really liked Willem Dafoe's look in this. I did. Yes. I liked it a lot more, actually. And he wasn't, it's not, he wasn't even in it that much, but mm. like, I did like it more it than was J.K. Simmons. Aquaman with that, you know, slicked back bun. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and weird, like I said, like glowy thing with his face. <laughs> Which, by the way, they're both I'm in underwater. this way more. Like, Willem Dafoe's in this. He's not in the original theatrical cut. Mm-hmm. And J.K. Simmons has, like, one scene in the theatrical cut. So. Yeah, but at least he does stuff in this new cut of the movie. <laughs> yeah. What about J.K. Simmons? I guess Alfred has... But is Alfred a little biased because he has so many opportunities to have different fits and, like, be, like, you know, his sassy self and be, like, I'm wearing the <laughs> Hoth outfit and I'm wearing... <laughs> You know what I mean? Making tea outfit. Yeah. His apron. His apron. You loved his apron, though. Look, if I this did. guy could I... look good in an apron, that's impressive. <laughs> I feel like any man could look so good in an apron. Yeah, what's wrong with different aprons, pieces Jacob? Of various pieces of outerwear. And so, yeah, I realized um, with this movie, I mean, I think I already knew it before, but especially with this movie, really solidified it. You know, if anyone were to ask me if you could be any DCU, like, character, any powers, like, anything like who would you be batman my answer is alfred (laughs) (laughs) the power of fashion and making drinks and he's such a suave fashionable man making tea properly who micromanages how to make tea (laughs) i just that's one of my favorite scenes he drinks whiskey and fixes cars while there's a major (laughs) battle going on all of that is just you i guess he's just (laughs) And it's probably uh, my second favorite. Uh, I love his look. He obviously has taste. There was we. I think the first time we see him in this movie, he was wearing some unique kind of hat. I yeah. was like, "Is that a fedora? Is oh, it it's a bucket, fedora, hat. bucket it's hat? It's a hybrid. It's and it's a only hat. only Alfred could pull it off. Um, yeah, he's just he's got such an amazing look. I fucking love Alfred. Who doesn't? <laughs> who doesn't love Jeremy? I truly. He gives I, no Jeremy Irons too. is. Uh, for um, Man of Steel and Batman v Superman, like yeah. he, he wasn't in Man really of Steel. Made, those yeah. movies don't deserve him. <laughs> like he he made he makes those movies. He like, does. He really does. For me, like... for for me personally. Yeah. No, 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 no. You're very. <laughs> he right. does make Batman versus Superman more tolerable. Yes, he does. Good. Yeah, it's Jacob like just Martian Man explained to you that he's not in Man of Steel. Sorry. Wait, what? He's not? <laughs> no, he's not. Is he this a Superman movie? He no, he's a no, Superman. No, he's not in Man of Steel. He's he... in um, Batman vs. Superman. Oh, well, that would make sense because ba- is Batman not in no. Man of Steel? No, he's not. <laughs> he mansplained right. of Sealed You. <laughs> mansplained. So he's only in uh, Batman v Superman and yeah. Justice League. Mm-hmm. What the hell? That's, how, pow- like that's, in- that's how powerful his performance is performance. as a casual, majestic gentleman. <laughs> Business casual gentleman. Yeah, like I bet nobody even picked out his outfits. Like, okay, a full credit to the costume designers, but mm-hmm. like it just feels so natural. That's probably how good the work was done. Yeah, you know? right. Mm-hmm. He just fly as hell. Mm-hmm. He looks super cool. Yeah. Like yeah, everything just... he's doing, he's just he just seems cool. Like uh-huh, I'd be intimidated yeah. by that guy. I'm like, you're a you're a butler. So like, like Lily... no, you're not. <laughs> you're oh, like you're oh, an influencer. Oh, can we can we take a moment to bring up that line that happens <laughs> towards, towards the end? <laughs> justice like, for Alfred. Oh, sure. When the when the Justice League comes off the elevator, <laughs> I guess if you want to yeah. call yeah, it that, yeah. into the Bat Cave, and um, Batman, uh, Batman <laughs> introduces uh, Alfred to the rest of the Justice League as I work for him. Yeah. <laughs> this is Alfred. This I is work Alfred. For him. I work for. Him. <laughs> I love that because this shows how much like a fussy fussy pot like alfred yeah. really is and yeah. how like mike he, he micromanages probably him to no extent he's like and oh, he's yeah. his moral compass too so he's just like yeah. 
I know. But it's so yes. much respect too. It's yeah, like, so much respect. You know, I I love that Alfred's. The he's basically MVP. like he's, he's like the male Diane Keaton. I feel another yes. person who very idol idolize a lot. <laughs> like in the this, like, can you imagine like and just so casually their self, but so high fashion. Yes, like, can you imagine a rom com with Alfred Pennyworth as like by Jeremy Irons and Diane Keaton? I <laughs> really can. They would I, wear I, the I, wildest, best be. hats oh, and be drinking um, who's, wine. Who's the woman who works who works at that hospital who like always helps Batman all the time in the comics? Yeah. Or that lady uh, in the animated series who like took care of him, oh, man. like that social worker or something. Oh, What's I didn't, that I don't know Keaton? That is. Maybe her. Oh, that could work. If it doesn't have to do with Diane yeah, Keaton, so let's he, move he, on. He, no, that does have to do with Diane These are people yeah. Diane Keaton could probably play. Yeah, that, and because Alfred him and, can date. Him no, but I'm saying put them in a different rom com and have them wear very nice clothing. Yeah. And wear cool hats. Would yeah, be it, it'd, be, it'd be like GC. Nancy Myers, if yeah. you're listening to this podcast about the Snyder Cut, please cast Jeremy Irons. Oh, my God. And Diane Keaton and all together. It would be Lily's dream and I dream, honestly. Put them in New England and then. New England or England. Either would work. Or both. Both. Wouldn't it be in Gotham? I have a, I have a, a, a like a jumping off point from honestly like I'm with um Alfred's wardrobe. And oh sure. Uh oh. <laughs> no, but like this is jumping off into a bigger. Subject. Oh, I thought you meant like there was a certain outfit. There's, you don't there like. are. So I started watching. I had only seen Batman v Superman one time years ago. Mm-hmm. I was barely paying attention. <laughs> uh um and. Tr- basically skimmed through it in mm. preparation for this um, over the last There's couple days. There's a lot days. to skim through. <laughs> so long. It's just, it is. Oh my god. And then I was seeing like the scenes with Alfred and his out and you know his attire and everything. I was like, God, this looks good. And I was actually watching. <laughs> like, no, I, I love how he's styled. Yeah. And I, and even in Batman v Superman, like no lie, like some of the things, like how they were shot, like some of the, some of the scenes, I was like, actually, I, I kind of like some of this. Mm-hmm. And I was kind of weirdly pleasantly surprised. Um, and then we watched this, obviously, which we obviously have to acknowledge it's in mm-hmm. 4-3. And oh, yeah. Aspect ratio, I'm, yeah. I'm shocked at how just non-present it was as far like it mm-hmm. just completely went over my head from the first scene. Like at first I was like, oh, yeah, 4-3 and just forgot about it instantly. And Same. was not expecting in any way. I mean, what other, what other, like massive blockbuster film on this scale ca- has been in four three? I mean, yeah. obviously not in any recent years. No, but no. like, Honestly, I really thought it would be weird. But but if anything, it contributed a lot to the to the look of things and some of the, especially towards the beginning and the framing of some of the shots and like, Oh yeah. Oh yeah. It's actually mm-hmm. like kind of beautiful. S- some of the stuff. Oh, I'm also thinking of some of the shots with Lois in the beginning with the rain and the umbrella and just, you know, she's sad and just like a couple of those shots. I was like, Oh wow, this is actually really beautiful. I feel like the, the aspect ratio is it's, actually contributing like, to yeah, this paintings. It's and, very good for like individuals for sure. Like four, three, like, yeah. look at something like The Lighthouse. It's, like, a lot of vertical framing, not just, like, the people. Um, we also only have two characters in, <laughs> yeah. in The Lighthouse. Two and so it's like, yeah, of course that works. Or so a ghost it's story. So, it's so weird oh. that it works for this because there are so many characters. But, like, it really, I never thought about it's it. Literally, it's an ensemble, Because too. it makes everybody. And you're yeah. like, how, are, you th- how yeah. are they going to frame that? It makes yep. everybody look bigger, too. Like, you want mm-hmm. epic things. It's like, okay, like, a landscape would look good in widescreen. But, like. There's just it's just a different like I feel like it's coming around a lot more and like 
there's an interview with Zack Snyder where it's just like, oh, I really liked, like, forgive me if this is actually incorrect, but like he's like, oh, I really like Kelly Reichardt's uh, first cow, seeing that movie. So he's very influenced by You're that. You're incorrect. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> to, do the, uh, to do the 4-3 aspect ratio for this. Nice. Um, but I don't feel like that necessarily lines up at the same time. So, but in terms of like time, but it just makes people like look more epic. And like, that's a whole thing with DC. It's like, it actually fits for this aesthetic because, Mm -hmm. because this is gods. Yeah. Yeah. This is a longstanding thing with DC where it's just like Marvel is like normal people getting superpowers and DC is, um, ish. Like what's the exact quote, Connor? Gods learn. It's, it's normal people learning to become gods gods and And gods gods learning learning to be people. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. DC is gods um, learning to become normal people. Yeah. yeah. It says complete opposites. Yeah. yeah. So I feel like having a four three aspect ratio like act definitely helps with that because it makes people look bigger in the frame and everything. Mm-hmm. It takes it more. Overall yeah. felt lit quite literally the the um the screen size is more intimate, but just the overall story and your connection to the character, it 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 actually like really positively impacted it. I feel yeah. like it yes. felt mo- so much more intimate. You feel like you're looking at at gods. I feel like when you, when you said that quote, it made me actually jar my memory, of being like, "Yeah, you, you it's absolutely correct." Because yeah. I think looking at a Marvel movie, I can't say I ever felt in awe of any of their power or like just sheer might. I was like, "Yeah, mm-hmm. they're they're a superhero team. They probably couldn't do this on their own, but they can do it together because mm-hmm. they're people." Mm-hmm. But in DC sense, I'm like. The, any of them could probably tackle this on their on their own, although there'd be a lot of sacrifice and it'd be a lot harder. Yep. And especially when the Superman enters the scene, he stops Stephen Wolf single handedly, essentially. Yeah. And it it just and uh, the entire time watching them, I'm like, they're all just so insanely strong. Like you, you're, I almost feel like you're looking up at them the entire time, just being like, "Save us, <laughs> save us." That's essentially what Zach was going for in these. In his vision of these movies, mm-hmm. I had seen this YouTuber. Uh, she, I was listening to this other podcast, which don't worry, I won't plug in here. <laughs> what? No, that sounds Do even it. worse. No, that sounds even worse that we sound like awful. What's this podcast? Fuck this podcast. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, I listened to this other podcast. I think you guys might like called Beyond the Screenplay. Mm. I don't know if you guys heard of it. Um, and yeah, they've had this guest. She's this YouTuber who does video essays on movies. Yeah. And she was talking about, you know. Who is it? Uh, Jenna. What was her name? I don't know. Jenna May Fisher. Jenna I hope, Fisher. I hope that's right. Yeah, Jerry Fisher. I said Jenna um, Fisher. <laughs> Jacob, look it up real quick. All right. Let me, yeah, we got I'm time. Gonna I'm going to look it up. Let me look it up. I'm going to look it up right here. I'm going to look it up right now. I'm going to look it up right now. So this lady, uh, she had made some video essays on, lengthy video essays on, uh, you know how problematic Zack Snyder's vision can be in some senses, like and Sucker Punch. <laughs> like Sucker, her her videos are an hour long, so I didn't see all of them. But <laughs> I saw the one that she talks about Man of Steel, where she makes some interesting claims, like how she says um, she does she dis she doesn't like how disconnected Superman feels. It's like all the good super movie superhero movies. The superhero, which is a, something you, a critique you say a lot, Tyler, a very um, good critique of how superheroes need to have those scenes with the people that they're saving. Mm-hmm. And she said one of her critiques of Man of Steel was Superman isn't really doing that with the people. He kind of is, but not enough to where it's like a significant emotional impact. Like she gave this example from Superman, uh, Christopher Reeve's Superman. Yeah, where, definitely. Yeah, so... Her issue was he just seems so distant from the people, and he just isn't connected. 
But then I, my counterpoint to that was, well, that's kind of Zach's thing with these movies is they're, they feel disconnected and they're just trying to find... Superman in particular is just trying to find connection because he's this all-powerful being. And so, yeah, he feels dis- disconnected from these people, but I feel like that was done on purpose. Yeah, they're disconnected. They feel disconnected because they are. Like, yeah, These exactly. characters are so, like, lodged out of the world where... We Especially want, Superman. Yeah, we yeah. want Superman to be a character we can like. He's just like us. He's one of us. But Zack Snyder's in it. He is not one of us. He has come here and chosen to live among us and chosen to like be our savior. But right. as we see in this movie, like in the dark future, he can turn on a dime and like exactly. destroy everything if That's like the thing no he loves is taken him. from him. Something I really like about like the DCU right now, it's like there's a lot I like about like the Marvel universe right now, with like WandaVision, just like changing up different stories mm-hmm. and stuff. I guess I'm just prefacing that too much because I'm probably just being overly cautious about Look, stuff. Look, we, we all like Marvel, and we're just talking about DC right now. <laughs> yeah, you guys talk like, crap about Marvel. I'm leaving. I'm scared. I feel like they're just overcoming something where it's just like, yeah, they were trying to be Marvel, and now they're doing something totally different. And it's just like I've been watching a lot of the animated uh, DC movies on HBO Max. Mm-hmm that were originally in, like, straight-to-DVD or whatever. And it's just, like, that's the whole thing with, like, comics. Like, these are more, like, comic books, like the DC movies, where it's just, like, mm-hmm. yeah, there's not one linear narrative. Mm-hmm. It's, like, yeah, they're trying to make, like, the Snyderverse originally, you know? Like, yeah. that's what people quoted mm-hmm. it as. But, it's, like, Kevin Feige is so good at making, like, an overall universe with the mm-hmm. MCU, like a consistent, yeah. cohesive, giant narrative. Yeah. yeah. But the DC has an opportunity to have these like one-off stories that mm-hmm. I like a lot because it's easier for me to follow along in mm-hmm. some ways as long as the audience yeah. understands that they're individual stories. It's so fun to skip and but. jump through stuff like that. I'd be so okay with just like individual like one-off stuff. We get like Gotham guy by Gaslight or like just random from like the 52 Earths or however big the multiverse is now. I forget. But yeah. it's going to be infinite, and apparently, since they infinite. mentioned it. That's and right. Yeah. Like, and then them doing like Infinite Crisis as their movie, and they pull everybody, like, select people together for that. Even with like Batman v Superman, like, I'm not a huge fan of that movie. I've liked it more recently than I did when I first saw it. I really mm. didn't like it when I first saw it. But like, at least he's very directly influenced by the comics. And like, yeah. in some ways, like, other superhero movies are more like. Oh, like it's like the comics, but we'll change it to be something totally different. And that's mm-hmm. something totally different and cool, but like at the same time, it doesn't have the same impact, I guess. At the yeah. same time, you can tell the source material he's pulling from. Oh, yeah. Hmm? I gotta pee really quick. I'm sorry, but oh, yeah, go I for sh- it. you guys should keep talking. It's fine. Hmm? Her name is Maggie Mayfish. Maggie Mayfish. Thank you. Yeah. Here come old Dark Side. <laughs> he come walking up slowly. He got Omega <laughs> Beam Eyeball. What? What is happening? Is this the bit? Yeah. It's not working, though. <laughs> I this, don't know what you were doing. This is the edible. This, this, this is the edible four and a half hours later. Yeah. <laughs> no. Who's the voice of Darkseid? I, I oh, that's a good question. Roy something. Roy Chess. Roy Chess. Uh, Siren. Siren. Sorry. What? There's a Godzilla versus Kong trailer that just came out one day ago. It says Mecha Godzilla on it. I saw, I saw like a Funko Pop toy of him. I oh, was like, hell yeah, Mecha Godzilla. Oh to go. crap! So it's gonna be exactly like Batman versus Superman then. Yeah, they're gonna fight each other for three seconds and then they're gonna fight the actual yeah, guy one for of them like will, ten minutes. Yeah, one of them they're will sort of win. Martha. <laughs> Martha. I, I still, I still love that thing so much. Of those like, like gif or whatever comic thing with them being like why'd you say that name save mothra <laughs> why'd you say that name <laughs> save mothra <laughs> uh, it's just what good you, shit why are we listening to come together 
He come old dark side. He come oh. walking up slowly. He got Omega Beam eyeball. He got new god roller. He got shoulder pads down <laughs> to his knees. Got to be a joker. He just chaos. He please come together. <laughs> right now. He got no limbs left. He got cyborg football. He got robot finger. He shoot Coca-Cola. What the fuck is Coca-Cola? <laughs> he say, beloved mother, beloved son. One thing I can tell you, that mother box is there. All three come together <laughs> right, right now. Justice League. <laughs> No, you put effort into that. Bravo. You mean to Bravo. T- you mean to tell me you wrote this while watching the movie? <laughs> no, I wrote it right before we started recording. So it's ah, like like no, in first, two seconds? Yeah, first draft. <laughs> oh I my just god. Copy pasted the lyrics and then turned them around. Oh my Dude, god. that's good. That's good. That made up for your freaking Aquaman joke earlier. Wow. <laughs> Wait, I didn't even say it on you the podcast it. No, you yet. You didn't say it yet. Hey everybody, while we're waiting. Oh, hey everybody. Hey. What's Aquaman's favorite new metal band? What? Biz Limpet. Do you guys get it? <sighs> yeah, because it's a kind of clam or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> it's a fucking clam. It's like limp, limp biscuit, but a limpet is like an aquatic creature. Do you guys get it? You guys yeah. get it? Louis back. Cool. I killed just enough time. <laughs> Teller told his great joke that he made up. I also sang Come Together. He also sang Come Together, but with reworked yeah, wait, versions. Can I see those lyrics really quick? <laughs> yeah, I but like you'll I have to hear them. I started to sing it, and I was like, that is not the melody of... <laughs> he was doing good. No, he, he did it. He did it. It came together yeah, in the end. the first half. No, he did that. One new god. He got... Shoulder pads down to his knees. Got to be a joker. He just, he just chaos. He please. He wow. Okay, all right. That's that's enough. No, he, he did the whole thing and it was good. Speaking of of Mr. Joker, we should all talk about the tagged on epilogue of yeah. Earth. Earth Let's just end it now. Let's talk about nothing else about this movie. Let's just end it now with oh, okay. the annihilation of Jared Leto. Sure. <laughs> Let's do it. Um, yeah, so there's a really weird tagged on thing to this show where they do like the end of credit scene with uh, Lex Luthor and Deathstroke, and it's weird. Very like jarring how that scene begins because... Mm-hmm. There's nothing to indicate that this could be like a dream sequence. Exactly. Or it, it, it's as if it just cuts to the next scene and, and no time has passed at all. Mm-hmm. And like that, that was definitely jarring. Um, yep. It felt I, like, and felt like when they did it in Batman versus Superman where that was placed really weirdly too. Mm-hmm. Very weird. But it's very strange. And we go into this alternate version of what could, what could happen to earth if, Lois Lane dies and Darkseid arrives and convinces Superman that, hey, it's all pointless. You might as well join up with me. And I guess he does it. So <laughs> anyway, in this dark universe, Batman has assembled a new Justice League and w- equipped with Mira, Cyborg with a grenade launcher, 
Uh, Gatling gun. A Gatling, Gatling gun. gun. Sorry, sorry about the Gatling gun. Um, Flash, but he looks more like Death Racer. And uh, who is that? Is that it? Joker the and other Joker. Thing that's so bizarre and jarring about it. It's just like, why is Mira here all of a sudden? Mm-hmm. And this, I'm sorry, did you say it was a form of Flash? Or who is the person that has it's, the it's, helmet? It's his name is here Death, Death Racer or Black Racer or something like that. But it's, it's like, really, why, it's why are really, we introducing Miller. these new, huh? It's not, it says Miller. It, it, he's it, just it saying it looks like yeah, It just looks like. There's there's another character that works for a dark side and he's evil and his whole thing, he's like, he's death. And he's like Flash's counterpart in that kind of atmosphere where he's like, you can't outrun death. And it's, so it's Flash running away from him as he tries to like catch him and kill him. It's just very bizarre and feels a little yeah. too specific to be like a dream Flesh, sequence kind it of does. thing. Yeah. Like some of the ca- camera work too. It's like I read originally. It's like, oh, let's just shoot this in my backyard. Zack Snyder said, and it's like then they gave him a studio to do it. He was like, okay, but I, like some of the focus and everything, like some of the focus and everything, it's just like this is really soft. Like this is not. Yeah. Even like the cinematography of the rest of the movies, obviously the DP wasn't there. Yeah, which you could argue like if it's a dream sequence, it's. And it's yes, shot totally but differently. That's not, I can mm. tell it's not the intention. Yeah. yeah. It's really not the intention. It's like yeah. just profiles mostly, especially of Joker. You mm-hmm. know? And it's just it's, like, all right. It feels very lame. Lily pointed out that he like adopts a lot of Heath Ledger's like isms. Mm-hmm. Like he yeah. does like he does he like does like the lip smacks and does like the oh. lip smacks and the Yeah, he has the thing. <laughs> But you know what? This Joker portrayal is five times better still than uh, <laughs> Suicide Squad. And his Joker. first one, yeah. So he definitely did better the second time around. But I mean, side. this I shit's know. just polished better than. <laughs> it's like I would have almost liked to see more of like that weird Suicide Joker if he actually had his character fleshed out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and the the whole scene was was interesting. I heard a lot of people flagging this is like one of the better Batman Joker encounters. But I was just like, I'm not really feeling that to be totally on to be like completely honest. Yeah. I just. I do, and en- you know, here's my problem with yeah. it. I do enjoy that. I do like the scene. Mm-hmm. It just sucks that I could obviously tell this is what they reshot a few months ago mm-hmm. to put in this. Yeah, and I don't like how horned in it is. It mm. should have been placed somewhere else, not tagged onto yeah. that Very, of this movie. Quite literally, yeah. That's my yeah. biggest I, issue. I could have gotten way more on board if it had any amount of like surrealism to it where like we're it feels kind of weird and off as if it could be like some kind of dream sequence yeah but it felt so like like i said like specific and like am i supposed to be taking this seriously like Mm -hmm. because it seems like it this it felt like it came out of a totally different movie like a scene from a different movie yeah and was just like weirdly inserted in here as if it was a mistake or something it reminded me of something i i would do where like if I'm running a, especially I think my D and D stuff, where like I'm on that show, where I really wanted something to go a different way, and how interested I would have been to explore that, and if I kind of but went, what with, if, yeah, like, but, yeah, what, what if I went with my whim to be like, but I'm gonna shoehorn like the what if at the end of this episode, like uh, almost, what, you know what? Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, I was gonna, I was gonna say Jacob when uh, I think it starts and Paula, the fi- all four of you guys when I have you like make that choice of like going back in time and fixing a mistake you made. Yeah. And you and wanted was, all of us to go back and change. I, our I, mistakes. I, I wanted one of you to. I just wanted one of yeah. you to do it because I had something cool in mind for anybody to just go through some kind of like broken time and to be like, okay, you have to make this horrible tragic because you all had really tragic backstories. None of us did, right? Yeah, none of you did it, which really upset me. I, I thought I could get I thought I could get Talia to do it, and I thought I could get Joseph to do it because I thought he he would kind of be more 
game, and I thought he'd want to save his friend more than he actually did. He was like, mm. no. <laughs> like, he literally was trying to be like, no, I'm good. And he tried to log- logic nah. his way out of it, and I was like, all right, fine. Like, you're just okay. not going to do it. No, nobody's <laughs> playing my game. I, I almost got Talia, where I was like, I was like, would you do it to save somebody else, though, if not yourself? Anyways, check out Starship and Paul. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> anyway, anyway the, the point is, it, it, it feels very much like, like, like the what if. If I... Yeah. If you guys all said no, but then like I went back and was like, okay, but we are actually going to tack on like the, the what if at the end. Yeah. Which can be okay if it, it really felt like this should be an after credits sequence. Mm-hmm. Like, like the kind context. of thing, you know what I mean? Yeah. But as far as we know, it's still a part of like the actual, like it, mm-hmm. it would have made a lot more, it would have been so much less jarring I feel if like this he, was an after credit. He sequence is angling kind of for like, I feel like another movie. He is. Oh, absolutely. It, there's I'd let him have I, it. I gotta say, like, our last shot of this and everything, as much as I, like, overall enjoyed the movie absolutely as a whole, mm-hmm. this last shot with um, Martian Manhunter, is that his name? <laughs> yeah, Martian Manhunter. They call it. me Martian Manhunter. <laughs> Truly, it felt like, I don't know, the end of, like, a WandaVision Cheap. episode or something yeah. where they're yeah. setting up, like, yeah. a new character that's maybe mm-hmm. gonna, like, shit. Yeah. It's like, this, that just... It felt very bizarre yeah. for the end of this, you know, highly um, anticipated, highly emotional, um, you know, uh, production. And and just like, I, that felt like such a weird way yeah. to end it. There's no scene but. whatsoever with Superman, like, coming to terms with everybody at the end. Which yeah. They, I feel like that's the one that's thing it really I needed thinking. as opposed to this. And it's like, oh, like, he's just kind of like. All the, most of the epilogue stuff just feels kind of like a picture reel. It does, yeah. Or it's like or this was like, co- what could be if you let me keep doing these movies. Yeah, yeah. I actually thought that Martian Manhunter, when um, Bruce Wayne is wakes up from the dream and you see mm. a, a figure floating uh, outside Superman. of his super fucking amazing dream <laughs> dream home on the lake. Um, <laughs> I was like, oh, it's Superman. Okay, good. We're gonna get a nice tidy ending. Mm. Literally, exactly when what went through my head mm. because he kind of comes down and floats in the exact same way that yeah. Superman does. Like and it was like, finest. oh wait, no, it's this character that was basically not non-present throughout like the whole movie. He showed up in one scene. He showed up it to tell like Amy Poehler to get weird... over it. Yeah. Or not Amy yeah. Poehler. <laughs> Amy it's, Poehler. It's not enough to like leave it's not like it the whole movie left a bad taste in my mouth because of it. It's not it's not that bad like it's just odd. In my opinion, it just it was bizarre. Mm-hmm. Like, is this what we're ending on? It's just, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's fine. It's weird <laughs> that we have like this weird, different standard for superhero movies. Just like honestly, if you look back, I feel like most of them in the grand scope of history are just like bad. <laughs> but like, we just rationalize it as being something where it's just like, oh, like this isn't a movie. This is something else. Yeah. And I think this movie, like I've already said before, it definitely feels like a film. It does. Like it's something that like. To make everyone super annoyed, <laughs> this is something that like Martin Scorsese would actually consider a film, you know, as opposed to like an amusement ride. Like it yeah. feels like characters, and it feels like framing, and it feels like just like it's more than just the plot and the characters going on, you know. No, totally, I agree. It, it makes sense. Like it's it, just this is a movie. Placed. Yeah, it's just this is the but the, epi- just the epilogue. Thing. Yeah, it's just like here's just a bunch of random crap that was just like Easter eggs and stuff like that. Yeah. It's just like it really. But like if that didn't wasn't there, I feel like this movie overall like it. Never no, yeah, four hours. To it, it flew by. Yeah, yeah. Of course, this is just the only. And we, and let me tell you, uh, listening audience, we would pause and rewind several times oh, over because yeah, we'd be like jibber jabbering or like one of us would leave or have to go to the bathroom or something. That's getting right. Getting food. Yeah, getting and food. Just 
That's why I took all yeah, day to really watch the movie. <laughs> yes, yeah. But yeah, I mean. Yeah, I think that. Yeah, it's kind of. I just kept thinking Lord of Return of the King, where it yeah. had like mm-hmm. a bunch of endings. Yes, but they were all you know related. It's yeah, like they all... okay, it's gonna. Oh no, we gotta see them do that. Okay, yeah, that but it, like oh, it's, it's more gonna... so it just definitively ends, and then there's an epilogue. Whereas Return of yeah. the King is just like here's eight endings. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that all have to be told to tell the story. Whereas yeah. like the epilogue, like some of these things really don't matter right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the like, ending, the movie ends as it does with them all standing overlooking like the dropship and mm-hmm. stuff like. That's just the end of the movie. That's fine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, but it's and like, this is just bonus. This yeah. is like candy f- to be like, oh, maybe he could do this. Like, I think Zack Snyder really wants to make his alternate Earth Dark Side invades the world and the Justice League yeah. have to like kick ass. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. There's already a cry on Twitter for a uh, restore the Snyderverse. Wow. Cool. <laughs> I mean, I'm totally like, whatever. Like, before this, I was like, they're spending $70 million on this movie. Like, that's just like so, like, it's just like so ridiculous. But then now I'm just like, I don't know. He has he actually. It's just surprising that at this point he actually does have a very interesting voice and can also tell a very cohesive story that's mm-hmm. like very emotional at the same time. Yep. Like Jacob's like I've been telling you all this for years, but it's just like <laughs> the proof wasn't there for so long. No, you you're know? right. You are right. And now that. it's here, and for it's just part. like let's let's watch the next thing. Like I'm down. Like yeah, whatever. Like yeah. at the end of the day, like yes, I know the budget's in, in, in crazy, but like it's like super high. But like at the end of the day, like. It's the studio that's paying for it. Mm-hmm. Like, whatever. We just mm. want to be entertained and see stories. It's the same thing as like the animated things, but on totally. a higher budget and with real people and mm-hmm. stuff, you know, like yeah. besides the voice actors. Watch so. the studio be try to get more involved for the next one because they're like, look, that one was extenuating circumstances. That's why we allowed you celebrities. But now that we're back in theaters, where we what, we need you to take these notes. It, it might be quite the opposite of them being like, you got we let you off the that's chain. And, what I'd and, hope and, so. And everyone yeah. loved it. So I think that's the hope. Thing. At least some of their executives are different now, and but then also the HBO back stuff is really changing mm. things but i don't know it's just also complicated and convoluted yeah, do you like, think they give like some like dc tv show like live action thing like would he do that no, i, I kind of doubt no, that he definitely wouldn't yeah. i don't think it'd have to be a movie and mm. he's already launching a new franchise with army of the dead which comes oh, right. out later yep uh this year in like may i think well that becomes a franchise we'll have to cover that as it Absolutely. stands apparently uh Warner Brothers has no plans to do anything with Zack Snyder right now. Yeah. Right? yeah. So that's why he's focusing on Netflix. If this makes enough money or generates enough attention, they probably will. Oh, yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Things fluctuate a lot. It definitely seems like it is. I hope so. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, it's funny Tyler mentioned uh, Martin. The Martin. Martin Score. Martin Score. <laughs> Martin Scorsese. Martin Martin Scorsese. I was going to ask, what, do you guys think that... I Tyler kind of gave his answer, but do you guys think that uh, Martin would consider this movie a uh, cinema, according to his definition? Uh, I would argue no, only because I think he would <laughs> he would turn his nose up at really anything with a cape. Unfortunately, yeah. where are they superheroes? No, no, yeah. four hours. No. I don't think no. that's no. right. You know, I think he's a rational human being who's also incredibly artistic. Yeah, but he also well, hasn't but... seen a bunch of superhero movies because yeah. he but thinks he, he knows what they are already. This movie... That's the thing; he'd have to sit down and watch it. I don't but think, think Martin Scorsese is pretentious, and I think saying that he's pretentious isn't like an affront to cinema in a lot of ways. <laughs> and it's like a lot of people, just toxic people on the internet, being like, "Oh, like Martin Scorsese did Marvel movies or or real movies." It's like, yeah, he doesn't. So just like that's fine. It's not that it matters. It's like, oh, all he is. makes is mobster movies. It's like that. That's another straw man argument. But at the same time, like he absolutely does not just make mobster movies. No, like he doesn't. There's just like so I'm many of his films. This. Like, go check out like Bring Out the Dead or like. Yeah, exactly. Um, well, that's not the question though. Would he consider this? I think he would because I think he's it. like. I don't think he's that pretentious in that way. I think I think what he was saying was off the cuff, but also 
makes sense. He did yeah. also make a whole essay about how he doesn't like. Well, he basically doesn't like all of. Zack Snyder the also gave a whole right essay now. of why Batman would Should kill murder people. people. Yeah, said just like it wasn't an essay. It was a statement. Of course, he would fucking <laughs> kill people. He's a fucking like real life. And he was going yeah, through shit quote. at the time. Yeah, it's just yeah. like you know, I don't know why are you defending people attacking Martin Scorsese. I'm not defending people attacking Martin Scorsese. I'm just wondering if he would think this was cinema. What do you think, Lily? <laughs> what do you think about all this? Cinema according to Martin Scorsese, how, or how just he defined it? And again, I don't, I don't know him. I don't know what the man does in his like private estate home. Like, I'm asking. Keep in mind also it. that Martin Scorsese was in Shark Tale, so that's the thing that's too. Like, dude, you're in Shark Tale. You don't want to have a good time. <laughs> I don't. I yeah. Probably people wanted to have a good time with Shark Tale, but he wanted to. No, it's like they? if he thought Shark Tale was a good time, then he could probably find a good time with a. Yeah, exactly. Well, apparently that's a it's thing. All, it's all hyperbole. He yeah. does think they're look enjoyable. The grand, look at the grand scope of history, and then step back and have your grand answer. Yes, I think history. this is cinema. Yes. <laughs> to answer your question, yes, I do. Yeah, like okay, I think yeah. it's it's a really phenomenal, like frankly, like um um, you know, like. Uh, occurrence. Yeah, I can only a, f- a, f- a phenomenal example of of cinema and Art. like a unique, highly unique, like its own. Um, you know, um, at this point, category yeah. of mm-hmm. what mm-hmm. I'm just. I'm no, rambling. I'm just saying I'm, you should cut know. this out, Tyler. No, 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 no. <laughs> I'm just worried I like that you say it, Tyler's gonna edit this one. That's funny. It's <laughs> I'm just worried at this point that Mark Scorsese will say something, and then I'll, one of us will be totally wrong. Well, you know what? The point is, we're not Martin Scorsese. We can't get inside the man's head. His opinions are his own. Also, who cares? Like, exactly. just go yeah. enjoy movies if you want. And if then, you like, want, if you want my personal opinion, if, if I think that this movie is cinema, or if it's just kind of superhero garbage time. I would say that I think it is cinema mostly just because of everything that happened around it and to it and for it more yeah. so than anything else. I think it's very much a history-making movie more it, so. It's than affected by things both in the reality of the movie and also real events. Yes, and, and so that's why I'm like, this can stand as mm-hmm. cinema. I will say yes. Is it like, is it Citizen Kane, Casablanca, or like whatever no, the other thing people point like, that's saying, cinema. Like, I'm, I'm just going to be no, like, no. Those are whole but it also things. is yeah. in a different way. It's just in a different way, but it's just a very cultural zeitgeist, yeah. intense moving to hold but up and be like. But it's beyond that, I think. Like, I think people are going to watch this movie and then kind of forget about it just because it's like, oh, well, we saw that. That's the next flash in the pan. Like, mm. this whole Netflix mentality, I think. And it's just like, the end of the day, it's like I think this is actually historically significant as like a absolutely not only a four hour modern film, but mm-hmm. it's also super how superhero movie, and it actually engages the audience, mm-hmm. and it like feels like a film the whole time. Mm-hmm. And yes. like trust us, like all of us would feel like, oh, this is just like some weird thing in this movie or a superhero thing. Like yeah. we're talking about the epilogue. Like if something feels like a movie, then you don't really feel it because yeah. that's how a movie yep. should feel. Mm-hmm. And like 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 we've been saying this entire time, this movie is. Near, is four hours and something minutes long, and mm-hmm. we all kind of felt like it breezed yeah. by. That like that's 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 a testament to for itself, itself yeah. alone. And at the end of the day, we all know, you know, ver- every person, most people going into watching this, definitely all of us for sure, we know that like the heart and soul of the filmmaker is like absolutely like yeah. in this a thousand percent mm-hmm. and that's like the most important thing at the end of the day like Absolutely. honestly in my opinion and so like no yeah i agree i think that's a unless we have something more to like, jump on i feel like that's a good thing to go out on lily sent lily sent out of this 
Zack Snyder's heart and soul is in this movie, and the he, movie preserved its artistic integrity. That's yes. why I think it's cinema. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. I've seen eighty-two minute long movies that are terrible to get through. Mm-hmm. Like it feels like the longest thing in the world. I agree. And this is four yeah. hours long, mm-hmm. and it felt like a breeze. And it, exactly, a breeze by. I literally remember it was like it can't be that long. I thought maybe like. 15, 30 minutes passed. I looked down like two hours had passed and I was like, oh, wow, okay. That's good. That's good. So Martin, I recommend it, okay? Watch it. (laughs) Marty. Marty score. (laughs) Yeah. We we talked about the the stuff that matters, Mm -hmm. you know? Agreed. Nobody cares that I think that, uh, (laughs) <laughs> you don't know what you think. Nobody cares. Nobody cares that I really liked when Superman was remembering his dad's both of his dad's words. Oh, Nobody that cares. was good. Oh, that that was part is part. good. That's, great. That's a great part. That's what I'm saying. There's so many little parts in this that. movie that we like a lot, and I feel like we yeah. didn't touch any. That whole uh, sequence. But it's a huge movie. Good. So it's fine. It is. It's, it's a gigantic sandwich. And yeah. we, as much as we want to ramble in your ears for <laughs> what Thomas said, eight out a whole for school day's hours. worth of material. School Maybe we'll day. come back when we cover the whole DCU. We'll do this again. No, no, we, no, we won't do that. <laughs> well, well, like I said, we'll do the theatrical release and we'll talk about everything and yeah. all that jazz again when we reunite with the Justice League, our our dear friends of the Snyderverse. <laughs> yeah. Yes. But before we get to plugs... Oh, yeah! <laughs> my man! My man! <laughs> as, we, as we wrap out of this thing, um, I just found this article from Screen Rant saying, Zack Snyder thanks Justice League fans for raising $500,000 for suicide prevention. And I know we have like some listeners <laughs> at least. Yeah. So if anybody can donate, I'm gonna donate five dollars to the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention. Mm. We'll put the link in the in the comments. Yeah, absolutely. Of this episode, and if anybody can match that, um, go ahead and please do that. Please do. I know like money's like weird and tight right now because of the pandemic and everything. But mm. if you can do that, go ahead and do it, and you know, let us know, and we'll shout. Use, use that your stimmy. You know, five dollars out of your stimmy. Yeah, I was just, about to say just five dollars. <laughs> use your stimmy if you got it. Absolutely. Um, much like Cyborg gave that one woman a stimmy. Mm-hmm. Use okay. your stimmy for the good. <laughs> the cyber and, uh, stimmy. <laughs> cyber <laughs> stimmy. <laughs> and uh, donate to the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention. Lily, what do you have to plug? Oh, um, let's see here. Stanley Tucci in general. <laughs> <laughs> Stanley Tucci in general, yes. <laughs> Plugging Stanley Tucci. <laughs> oh. oh, wow. <laughs> I mean, sure. Why not? Um, I, I don't know. You can follow me on Instagram, Lily Marie underscore Young. I just started working for um, Rhett and Link of Good Mythical Morning. Um, I'm doing their Snapchat content, so you, you can find them on t- Snapchat if you're, you know, younger than I am. <laughs> <laughs> and Lily made those videos. <laughs> Boom. Or the newer stuff that's going to be coming out yeah. as of the release of this podcast. Boom um, tube. Boom tube. <laughs> Other than that, I don't got much. I really don't have much. But uh, follow yeah. Lily on Instagram to see how aesthetical she makes her home. That's a good point. I do, their... I do not post on my like. Uh, but you post stories main, like, at least. Feed, but I, yeah. I post stories sometimes mm-hmm. with but, their yeah. beautiful plants. Yes, they make their home beautiful or every and day. Flowers. She got an aesthetic vaporwave pot vase with Ooh. flowers in its head. Very cool. good. Very good. Yeah. Jacob, what do you have to plug? Uh, yes, I second uh, Tyler's plug for the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention. That's what they're called? American Foundation for Suicide Prevention. I, too, will be making a donation as well. It's the least I could do for Zach giving me another great work of art that I very much enjoyed. And uh, to honor his daughter and his family um, and everyone else struggling with this. Seriously, everyone, if you need some help, 
talk to somebody, a friend, a family member you trust, a friend you trust. Just there, there are sources everywhere. We just we gotta do. We just need, need to be brave enough to you know reach out on our own. So, yes, uh, speak to someone. No one is alone. Just like what Cyborg said. Yeah. No one's broken. No one's alone. Oh, let me hold back the tears. Uh, my <laughs> Instagram is uh, my Instagram and Twitter is AJ Padster. I have my my uh, action figure photography. Yeah, uh, and I just page. gave you some more. He gave me Tyler gave me some more models, so it were. <laughs> I I had a bunch of old uh, prequel trilogy Star Wars action figures that Jacob wanted, so I gave him. To <laughs> I could I could do some fun stuff with them. Uh, yeah, that's at Wide Eyed Wanderer Wide underscore Eyed underscore wanderer <laughs> 93 uh on that's, instagram that's your, that's your birth year right i'm assuming that's what that is uh i'm really proud of my last post that one i really like yeah that one's cool Ooh, yeah. i need to look at this right now <laughs> I, just realized I don't i don't follow oh I that's fine know, you could now if you do want it right now <laughs> on air right he's now. looking yeah, at you he's good. looking at you just making the, the death stare. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Okay. I guess it's just me left. If you enjoy the sound... Oh, well, first of all, of course, I will... Connery, it's never just you. It's never just me. Because no one's ever faced us together. The yeah. franchise. United. Not united. <laughs> of course, we will all be donating to the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention because it's just the right thing to do. And other than that, if you enjoy the sound of my voice and my ramblings, you'll probably enjoy the wonderful tabletop role-playing game, Starship Impala. Plenty of uniting there. Plenty of uniting there, yeah. We, we fight lots of different big, scary bad guys that I make up. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I GM that. We have a few episodes with our another friend, friend of the podcast, Joseph, who DMs a lot, too. Um, Jacob is also on it. He's one of our main cast members. I am? Oh, yeah, I am. You are. Uh, yeah, so if you'd like to give that a listen, you can listen to it on SoundCloud or on the Apple Podcast app. And that name, once again, is Starship Impala. Most excellent. <laughs> <laughs> I've just decided to do that every time. Uh, follow me at Tiami Vice on Instagram and Twitter. And, uh, you know, I'm just posting photos that I took on Instagram. And I'm starting a project with my f- good friend, Phoebe Takeda, who I've known yeah. basically my whole life. And uh, her brother, Cameron Takeda, will be on our next episode. So so we'll have to have Phoebe on soon at some point. We haven't had her on for something? Mm -mm, Not yet. Oh, shit. We didn't get her on. She really wants to do Mamma Mia. Oh, there's so many people. (laughs) It'll be a turf war for Mamma Mia. (laughs) Yeah. We're going to have to (laughs) make multiple guests for Mamma Mia. Zack Snyder's Mamma Mia. (laughs) We're going to have tryouts. We're going to have tryouts. Jeez. (laughs) Um... Yeah, we're going to project with her, so I'll have posted photos from that. And otherwise, follow us at thefranchisepodcast at gmail.com. And by follow, I mean email us there. Oh, God. Follow us at on Twitter at FranchisePod, on Facebook there, and on Instagram at FranchisePod. I'm posting stories every day, and if you haven't noticed, I've put little um, little articles on each for each um, series that we've done. Mm-hmm. Highlights. I've put some highlights on for every single series on yeah. instagram so check those out follow us engage with us we'd love to talk to you about movie franchises it's true and uh thanks again everybody thank you lily for joining us thank you so much for having me thank it's you quite jacob an experience <laughs> yeah, sorry <laughs> such a six hour experience Woof, yeah it was <laughs> jacob thank you so much for joining us thank you for having me it's always so great being here i love being your sequel king Oh. Yeah. Even though this was the exception, but it's fine. <laughs> it's a sequel. Yeah, yeah just not a, a, a number two sequel. It's fine.
It's fine. <laughs> anyway, Tyler, take us home. And until next time, take your place among the brave ones. Yeah, that's good. All right, everybody. I have to play something on the piano. <laughs> Please the Lord. <laughs> Superman <laughs> came and he loved it so much. Hallelujah. <laughs> wow. Well, all right. Bye, everybody. <laughs> <laughs>